Time for what, George? Oh, oh, thank you. See, second time in a row, no mention from Gildy. I'm going home. Bad day to quit sniffing blue. All right. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Mooley. Yes. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart. <coughs> Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get me old fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Is you day cause you a high-toned bootlip Negro? Uh-huh. Is you the blackie and your mammy who be small? <coughs> Does they like how you shine their shoes underneath the... All the way you wash and park the whitest cars. Hello, George. Georgie Jr. say he trusts you, Condoleezza. To sell our allies on the greedy oil wall. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. The public sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them warm of rich and pure. Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize that they treating you just like your Esther Rose. That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. They'll tell Bush and Rummy, they be cracker assholes. Oh! WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Attorney Richard Friedman. I was just wondering if Neil would entertain by going on for a few minutes and discuss the uh, Metrorail sales tax. Oh, my God. My good, close friend, Richard Friedman? Yes. That's me. Hi, Neil. How, How are you? Been? See, you didn't know I was going to pick you up cold. Probably flipped your lid. <laughs> it did. And it's now, let me ask you this question. You didn't get your piece at the same place that Mo got his, did you? <laughs> Come on, Richard. Anyway, moving right along. Go right ahead, because you're our, uh, you're our champion. You're the only uh, great white hope. Thank you. Nick. Now, let me ask you this question before yeah. we go on. Are you offended by the bit I just played, that Condoleezza? Is that offensive to you? No. Okay. No, because I think satire is the greatest part of American humor. Do you ever hear Mark Twain? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I heard Lum and Abner, though. Anyway, I go ahead. Too. No, I think what you're doing is beautiful. I, I love your stuff. You know. I know you do. Uh, Don't no. be sucking around just because I'm going to give you a chance for a free no, talk. No, I, Take I, all the time you want because tomorrow's Election Day, baby, and yeah. believe you me. And let me just say this before we go ahead. Yeah. 
the new techniques, see, this is the reason that Fax was slamming me and John Gibson and this Heather Broad and this whole other business. The new approach, which it took me all weekend to figure it out what that list is all about, because they don't care about me. The message to black voters is we can't, we can't force you to stay home anymore. We can't prevent you from voting the ways we have in the past because too many people are watching too closely. So what we'll do is convince you the liberals are really a bunch of racists. They're not your friends. So if we can't get you to vote for our Republicans, at least stay the hell home and don't vote. That, right. That's the message now. But anyway, go ahead. That's a terrible message. Yes, it is. Uh, what, what's, a, what's a democracy without a vote? Right? In addition to which, I'll tell you, these people in power now, if it, were, if it was up to them, they'd bring the poll tax back. But anyway, <laughs> I'm taking up. They would. Go ahead. Take all the time you want. No, actually, it, it, the thing I'm concerned about is that there's so many things on the ballot, and I hope the people get to the very end. In fact, if they don't vote on anything else, I hope they go to 135 and vote no, because that's the county question. That's a pocketbook, a, a pocketbook issue. It's a, it's directly affects them to the extent of a few hundred dollars a year per household uh, over a period of the 21 years that they're projecting. Initially, you're talking about thousands of dollars of saving if they vote against a half percent sales tax. Uh, the problem is it's manifold. Number one, this is the fifth time they're trying to get the public convinced mm -hmm. that they should expand Metro Rail. Right, they just won't give up. Uh, they, they don't. I mean, they figure, well, if we put every two or three years, eventually we'll get lucky. The only difference between this fifth one and the ones in 1976, 90, 91, and 99, if we remember the election in July 99, you were so helpful in defeating. Uh, yes, I was. The, uh, yes, you were. You were your, your voice was very strong, and uh, you definitely had a big influence, I think, in helping to defeat it. Uh, that half percent um, is only 5.6 billion in extra sales taxes over 21 years, which is 262 million dollars annually. Mm -hmm. uh, what's an extra 5.6 billion more or less? And 94 percent or more of that is going to go simply to expand Metrorail. But what they don't tell the public is that even they're going to build it over the next 15 to 30 years, and only about the same as you have now, about another 20 and a half miles they can build with the money and operate it with it partially operate it with the deficit, and that's uh, unless they get federal and additional federal and state funds, they can build a little bit more than the 20 and a half miles. Of course, they put up to 88 miles in the ballot proposal, which is typically misleading. It's another example of the county attorney putting public relations language in there instead of honest language in the ballot proposal, which I find very offensive. Uh, for example, they have a thing about the People's uh, Commission uh, that's going to oversee the money. But the truth is, the People's Commission, first of all, the appointees are going to be p political appointees. Secondly, a two-thirds vote of the Metro Commission can overrule them. Thirdly, a majority vote of the Metropolitan Planning Organization, which is otherwise known as the MPO, which is the Metro Commission, plus a couple of other people, can also vote uh, uh, overrule them by a majority vote. So the, the People's Commission is uh, just a, a public relations uh, uh, mm -hmm. scam. Uh, on the issue of what the Metro Rail means, it means higher property taxes for the people in, in Metropolitan Metro Dade County. And here's why, because right now we pay $120 million annually, that is this past year's budget will be higher this coming year, out of our property taxes in order to subsidize Metro Rail and the Metro Bus. There is a provision in the ordinance that called maintenance of effort provision. Maintenance of effort means that so long as the sales tax is there, they can never reduce the amount of property taxes now used to subsidize mass transit. So if the that's the minimum, so that you'll never have a reduction of the property taxes that may relate to mass transit subsidies. 
On top of that, when you expand the metro rail, instead of a $120 million deficit, you could have $300 million deficit if they add the 3,000 transportation employees they're, they're projecting. So what it means is that where are they getting the extra hundreds of millions of dollars? They can't just do it with the half percent sales tax. They have to go to their current source, which is property tax. So you can anticipate there would be an increase in the property taxes in addition to the sales tax. So people ought to realize that. And that means there's an increase in the amount of the rent you pay because everybody who pays a business rent is going to have their their sale, their rent increase to the extent of the sales tax increase. Yeah. Uh, autos, appliances, and every other uh, clothes, everything that a sales tax now applies to will go up an extra half a percent, which over a course of time is a lot of money. Another thing about this sales tax. Yeah, time's almost up, Richard. Go ahead. No. Another, aspect, another aspect to it is that 20% of the money is diverted to 31 cities. Now, that's over a billion dollars, about a billion two, that's going to be diverted to the cities. Last time, it was going to the cultural arts. This time, it's going to 31 cities. So for political reasons, so that means the difference is, a, to me, a politician's slush fund mm-hmm. because they can spend it on whatever they want. Why? Because the state statute says, that 25% of all the money need not be spent for transit purposes. So they spend, two, they buy 200 buses over 20 years. It's 10 little t- mini buses a year. It costs about $50,000 a bus. And then the operating the buses costs maybe another 20 or 30, 40 million dollars over a period of 20 years. And the rest of the money they got in their pocket. So that's the beautiful thing that the city governments like. For this tax. But so to make a long story short, vote no on, uh, what is it, 135? 135, they got to vote no and tell the politicians once and forever, particularly the metro politicians, we know your game, it's a big scam, we don't want more metro fail, which is a train right. to nowhere. Amen. And uh, you're doing a great job. And, and I so love are you. you. This is this is the one area, boy, where we need Dick Friedman on this and to sing the national anthem, those two things. You're a wonderful guy. I am. Thanks, Dick. Okay. See ya. Richard Friedman. By the way, time's up, Dick. You notice how he ignored the ticking clock there? That's okay. Very important. No on 135. You got it? No, 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 Big no. Big fat no. to more of this uh, Metro Rail crap. Well, you go up and down the Dixie Highway. You see all those people on the uh, Metro Rail cars. Not. No. All those empty cars going back and forth and up and down. Kind of cool looking at them. It is. It's around. like uh, at the little old red caboose. Whatever happened to our friend John at the little caboose, by the way? Huh? Well, that's that P.D. Lenny again. Anyway, let's see. got a couple of faxes here. we got to do the break, though, first, because Richard Friedman sure took up a lot of time. Thanks, Dick. Oh, maybe you'll call back a little later and tell us how to vote on that uh, Protect the Pig Amendment, too. There's a pig amendment? Oh, yeah. It's the Rosie Donnell Amendment. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Seriously. And then, of course, I noticed during the spots promoting, which I'm all for that. I'm all for protecting animals and against unusual and cruel, et cetera, and so on. But I noticed that they keep showing these dogs on there during the uh, pig thing. Because dogs are much cuter to look at than pigs. You know what I'm saying? That's what Josh Friedman told me. It's 12 minutes after 9 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you. Big day, election day coming up tomorrow. You all whipped up about it? No. No. Pretty depressing. Anyway, we know that you love your home, but maybe, no matter how nice it is, you need some more space to do the things you want to be doing. What do you do? You do the smart thing, like even George did, which in his case is pretty unusual. Do what hundreds of other people are doing, call Strictly Additions, whether you're having a baby... See what I mean? And need another room, or if you're converting your carport or patio into living space, maybe you went into business for yourself, want to make yourself a little home office, call Strictly Additions, let them handle everything from A to Z and in between. 
These people are your one-stop shop. More space for your place. Place with an absolutely positively worry-free approach to expanding your living space. Those no-shows by the contractors ain't going to happen with these people. No way. No unexpected bills. No incomplete work. No worries about the job not getting done right. And like I said, they take care of every last single detail. They draw up your blueprints. They get the building permits. Handle all the inspections. Strictly Additions has got that easy five-step approach to total customer satisfaction. First, they call to schedule a free project evaluation appointment at your home where a project estimator will determine the scope of your addition, how big it is and what it looks like. Secondly, and the uh, thing, too, schedule a bid appointment in their convenience showroom where you'll get a detailed proposal on an exact price for your work. Thirdly, they select your finishing touches. You pick them and go to contract. Fourth, review the design architectural drawings. And fifth, sit back and relax as your dream edition moves ahead on schedule with unbeatable quality. They take all the guesswork, all the grief out of it. So uh, give Strictly Editions a call at this number, 954-791-8100. You can check out the red and yellow pages. They serve all of Broward and South Palm Beach County. They're licensed, they're insured, and they care about doing a super job for you just like they did for little George. Call 954-791-8100 for Strictly Editions. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. Today's show is brought to you by the makers of Norman Bates Cutlery. She's a slut, Norman. Killer, killer. And now, back to our program. Coming, Martha mother. Martha Stewart's our guest. Yes. Good to see you. Let's get right to the things that have been the most talked about of recent date, and that's crisis. You have had a financial problem. You know, Larry, I, I'm not making so much money these days. We are told that you have, you're part of the financial problem. Oh, definitely, yes. And I Explain think that. that. Well, um, I, I sort of have an inside track, you know what I mean? Ah, that's what a I mean. Lie, uh, a lie, distortion of the truth, uh -oh. somewhere in the vicinity of $700 billion. Did you know it was that much? No, I $700 billion? Billion, yes. You're kidding. Timing is everything. You know what they say? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Shame on you. Martha Stewart fraud. That's true. She's falling apart. Bankruptcy, actually. On this edition of Larry King Live, don't go away. You owe me fifty dollars. Nine seventeen at five sixty WQM. Happy Monday. So I'm sure that there are some people like George who thought that that first call there from Richard Friedman, especially starting a brand new week, was a little on the comatose side. But it's important, don't you understand? Important. That's the no, problem. I understand. That's the problem. Important also is boring usually. See, it is. Oh, I know. That's why most people out there can't be bothered with important stuff. See what I'm saying? I mean, if you want to get ripped off by the uh, crooks there in office in Dade County and pay more for uh, transportation that nobody's going to use and give them that slush fund he was talking about, then go right ahead. Vote yes on that. Otherwise, just say no. to more of that crap. Okay, 135. Vote no several times on that. So it was important. It was boring because Dick is a great guy, but he tends to be a little uh, ponderous. But it was great. No, like I said, it was boring, but it was uh, very important. See? Like the election tomorrow, it's boring, but it's very important. And let me say it again to you dark-complected folks. Don't buy into this crap. This is the new line of the right-wingers. Oh, the liberals are your enemy. They're really racist. Like I've told you before, we're all racists to some degree or another. It just depends on whether you're a virulent racist, like a hood-wearing freak, something like that, or whether you're just somebody who happens to have certain uh, you know, hang-ups because you're not one of them, whoever them happens to be. Dark folks are racist. White folks are racist. I'm sure that the yellow-skinned people could be racist, too. If you catch my drift, even Puerto Ricans could be racist. George said, I'm not sure he's right, but that's what he wanted me to remember that. Throw them in there, too. But the fact of the matter is this business of, well, stay away because the liberal, that, that was the whole purpose of that Fox business, which it took me a long time to figure out what that was. Why would they waste their time with a little small potatoes like me down here in some little crappy market on a make-believe radio station? And then when you see Hannity on there, which I don't, I don't watch their network, but that one night he, he was on with guess who was on with them. I give up. It'll, 
I see you ate something a minute ago. It'll be coming back in a second. Ann Coulter was on with Oh, her. our favorite. Oh, my God. What was she wearing? And they're ranting, not much. They were ranting and raving and carrying on about, oh, the liberals and this and that. And, uh, you know, the... You're right. See, I'll tell you who I despise. I really do. I really despise them because they're the, supposed to be the buffer, and they failed us. They failed the Constitution. They failed the American public, and that's the Democratic Party. They suck. They used a little bit of common sense and realized that it was going to be turned right around against them. And then, of course, the booing of Trent Lott, and we didn't invite the vice president there with his, uh, you know, his big uh, bundle of oil, whatever he was going to bring. He was going to bring a couple of tankers. Seriously, I mean, they should have understood that, but they don't understand anything. They don't get it. They just don't get it. That's why I think tomorrow's going to be a debacle. For example, here in the state of Florida, what they kept telling us up until a few days ago was a very close race, and El Presidente was in here again, and this one keeps coming back. Now the Jepster is 15 points ahead. Now, I got news for you. Based on the job he's done the last four years, he should be 70 points behind. Based on that grotesque uh, little incident in Pensacola, which they got on tape, he should be 80 points behind. But now he's 15 points ahead. He's going to win hands down your pants, and that's going to be the end of that. How do you like that? Weren't we just hearing just days ago that was like three, four points? It was very, very tight. And now all of a sudden, like overnight, it's 15 points difference. He's a hade. So you can uh, get pissed off all you want. Blame the Democratic Party for being weak. This is First of all, the two-party system sucks to begin with. But when you've got two crappy parties, one that's turned into an extremist, dangerous, freedom-suppressing party, and the other one that's turned into an impotent, wimpy, oh, well, uh, we don't want to say this because we're afraid of our own shadow, well, screw them. Screw them. Well, should we talk about the economy? We don't want to talk about Iraq because it's not popular. Well, if you don't want to be popular, then uh, screw you, okay? If, they, if you're worried about that kind of crap, if you don't have any balls, that's the problem with the Democratic Party is that very few members of it have got any goddamn balls to stand up and tell it like it is. That's why it was so tragic that Paul Wellstone died in that plane crash, because there's one guy, one guy out of a hundred, who no matter what the hell was going on, no matter which way the wind was blowing, he had the balls to get up and say, this is what I think, whether you like it or not. That's my kind of guy. And now he's dead. Walter Mondale, who can barely speak, he's 74 going on 104. Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, it's tragic. I mean, he never stole a freight train. He's not a bad guy, but, I mean, Frank Lautenberg at 78 looks like a teenager compared to Walter Mondale. Seriously, this man looks like a Grandma Moses on a bad day. He could pass for 94 easy. Easy. Anyway. It's not get all whipped up about that stuff because nobody in this audience cares about any election. They don't care about important stuff, about Richard Friedman. All they want to do is like that. And I don't blame them when you come right down to it. Who the hell can blame them? Here's something important from Doug and Pembroke Pines. A hearty thanks to you and Carlos for making it possible to attend Saturday night's Enrique concert at the American Airlines Arena. A somewhat lesser thanks to your pal in South Beach, South Beach Bon Vivant, Woody Graber, for providing the tickets. Maybe next time you can also provide para <laughs> you can provide parachutes, given how high up we were. Oops, sorry. Breggers can't be choosers. I was afraid to ask Woody where those tickets were. Nosebleed, baby. Hey, next time, Woody, bring us some tickets at least uh, in the building, not on the roof. Nosebleeds. Next time, we're going to have to give a tank of oxygen to everybody who wins the tickets. Anyway, it says, in any case, my Cubana wife enjoyed the show. I, on the other hand, would have preferred kidney stones. <laughs> Sorry about that, Doug. Hey, the Herald gave Enrique a great review. And by the way, thanks, Enrique. You'll be pleased to know that after the show on uh, Friday, uh, Carlos came running down in a parking lot. Oh, I just had a call from Shirley Brooks. Do you know who she is? I said, yes, that's Enrique's good friend. And Enrique made sure that she called and uh, gave me a personal invitation to come to the concert. 
which I had to go to the track instead, but nevertheless. See, so Enrique hasn't, uh, he hasn't forgotten, he hasn't abandoned me. That's for you, sweetheart. And he got a good write-up in Herald today. I was glad to see that, because they don't like anybody. They're just nasty and sour and bitter, the Herald. They're like uh, Dave Joseph at the Sun Sentinel, sour and bitter. Blech! Like that. How about those Patriots? Oh! Got a fax from a, uh, New England Paul here. You betcha, baby. Oh, that way I just was squeezing myself. Tom Brady just picked that Buffalo defensive part. Picked 23 out of 27, 310 yards. Final score, Buffalo 7, New England Patriots 38. Oh! All right. A far cry from what's going to happen in Green Bay tonight, but nevertheless. It said Enrique had sort of a hip-hop mula mula cap on his head. Yeah, that's that the schmata he wears. At first I thought it was a bandage for, <laughs> for, for some kind of a head wound. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil, he's so gay or at least by that it's impossible not to pick up on it. Yeah, and there were even a couple of boys a few rows in front of us who would obviously come to the come to the show together. Insert squirt squirt sounder. It says. In any case, all the torture paid off for me the next morning because my wife was all still. Well, again, you know, squirt squirt. Very good. See, it worked. It paid off, Doug. Thanks, Neil. You're the best, even though most of you those around you suck. Yeah, we have a lot of sucking in this place. There's no question about that. A lot of sour pusses around here, a lot of people with no sense of humor. In fact, I think some of the people there ought to be working at Fox News Network. Maybe they could elope with uh, John Gibson. I will say this. I showed George Heather's picture this morning, that bitch Heather that called last week. She, she belongs not, on not Fox. Not bad at all. She belongs she's on Fox. because she's, I mean, she's a mindless bimbo and a Condoleezza sucker. See, come to find out that she's a big Condoleezza disciple and a right-wing bitch, which oh, is no surprise. That's why geez. she works at Fox. Shocker. Yeah. At any rate, so anyway, New England Paul says, I know I'm becoming a chronic faxer. Had to uh, fire up the fax machine early today. I think the real New England Patriots showed up yesterday. And by the way, what's the guy's name who played yesterday? Drew, who right? All these assholes, all these experts who don't see the game saying, oh, well, maybe the Patriots made a bad mistake and they kept the wrong quarterback. Right. The choking, gagging Drew Bledsoe, every time the Patriots had a big game come up, he would choke. You could see it come apart. It looked like Ray Lucas on a bad day, as opposed to Tom Brady, who's cool and calm and collected and looks pretty damn good, too. Nice going there, Tommy, baby. Pull yesterday. Boy, it's taking me a long time, you know what? It's almost 9.30 already, but Dick Friedman had some important stuff to say there. It was pretty boring, but uh, right now it's... It's time to get it on. Right. 1,589 votes on the poll from uh, last Friday. What event in the last 25 years has had the greatest negative impact on South Florida? Answers when we come back after the break. Well, I don't want to, like, you know, give it a That's lick a and a smear. I want a, a good tease. The response when we come back after the break. For those who don't have computers, those of you poor bastards who are working or in your car, look at the tremendous response on the phone we're getting already with tomorrow being Election Day and Richard Friedman's tremendously inspirational call. <laughs> what? Now, what do you, it was an important call, it okay? It was very important. It was important. He is boring, but he's a good guy, and he's got a good sense of humor, and he likes this show, and he helped. To, he also was very instrumental back in 99 on that thing where they tried to pawn that over in the summer of 99, try to put it over on the public here, Mayor Pinga Pequena and his grave-robbing friends here in Dade County. <laughs> To you, Mayor Pinger Pequena. In fact, if Bill McBride were smart, he would have kicked your ass off the stage the other day. That's that's one of Bill McBride's biggest mistakes, besides being boring. See, that's part of the problem. He's boring. We'll talk about a lackluster campaign. I think even Janet Reno had a better campaign, and she wasn't running this time. She was up there on the stage with him. That didn't help. 27 after 9 at 560. Come on, all you dark folks, vote 5, 10, 15 times tomorrow just to get even, okay, before those damn Republicans put in that poll tax. See, he laughed when I said that, but if they were able to do it, they'd bring it back. If they could find a way to sneak it through there, they'd bring the poll tax back. So only the wealthy with their nose up in the air, only those people could vote. So I hope that every, like I said, every dark person take two uh, liberal Cubans and put one under each arm. Of course, that will only be one person. But nevertheless, 
and drag them to the polls tomorrow. What? <laughs> Good luck finding one of those. <laughs> yeah. No, I said two. One under each arm. That'll be it. Both of you. Well, that's right. You can't vote. You're an illegal alien. Georgia's are going to go back with the Haitians, by the way. 27 after 9 at 560. You can always sow baseballs. It's uh, probably make more doing that than you're making here. <laughs> no doubt. The Lights of West Boca is a place for all you uh, people desperate to lose some weight. That's right. It's your low-carb, sugar-free Atkins Diet Superstore, and they got a great new selection of low-carb cookies. That's right. After the election tomorrow, some of us will be tossing them, I'm sure of that, from three different bakers, no less. They're delicious. And uh, try them all. Peanut butter, chocolate, chocolate chip, lemon, coconut, all sugar-free or low-carb. And, of course, at Delights, these and all the other products in the store, you can try them before you buy them. Delights has also got a great new low-carb bread. It's called Sinfully Low-Carb Bread. Spread some of the new La Nuba jam on it, and you've got a great low-carb breakfast. And don't forget, as your official Atkins Dot Retail Center, Delights of West Boca sells every single Atkins brand product at 25% off today, tomorrow, two weeks from Circus, every day. And, of course, you've been hearing more and more about how Atkins works for people. The guy on Channel 4 that was on all the different diets, 30 pounds in a month on the Atkins diet. So if you want to go to a store that caters strictly to you, you won't have to worry about what to buy because everything in there is geared for low-carb and no-carb diets. The Elisa of West Boca is the place. They're open every day, 10 till 10, right on the corner of Glades and 441 in Boca. Call them toll-free at 1-877-LOW-CARB or see them on the web at lowcarb.com. Don't forget, the Elisa of West Boca, be your official Atkins retail superstore. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. To the Moron Hour at 9 o'clock, you'll hear more. Welcome back to the glittering pageantry of the Mohawk and David Show. We have a full docket today, <laughs> including a cavalcade of articulate athlete interviews. You know that pipe smoke is still at it. What? 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 Singing those songs, making fun of me. They make fun of me all the time. I don't know why they don't adore me. Yeah, there, everything will be all right, Mo. Get your hands off me, you fairy. You queer, you tube jumper. Real men don't touch, only during the game. Yes, master. They want singing? I'll give them singing. Get on a piano. Over there. Okay, Mo. Now, hit it. Back in my day, men were straight. Being gay is hip today. That's why I can't tolerate his gunslit gaze. Sport holes weren't gay back then. Stop it, you moron! What's the matter? My wig fell off again. Okay. All right, where were we? Sport holes were in game. Well, I'll take it from here. The guys that like to worship men. Good thing we won't see Paul in Norway with an Adam again. Didn't need to soothe prostate. Or to tickle hairy taint. Jesus Christ, I really hate Jizz Guzzling Gang. 933 at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. How about those Patriots? Oh. Let's say it again for another uh, three and a half hours. Just uh, keep going. Oh, guess who we got at 1 o'clock today? Well, we apologize, but the Mad Dog's up in Green Bay with Mo. Mo and the gang up for the big game tonight. So we got uh, somebody almost as exciting as Mad Dog. Yeah. Almost as exciting as Mad Dog in a deep sleep. 
Joe Zagaki between one and three. Hank Goldberg at Shula's this afternoon. Then we got countdown to kickoff starting at five o'clock. Hank's got another short show today. Nice work there, Humper. Three to five. Five o'clock. We got our usual four hours of pregame crafts. We get a lot of spots in there. And then we got the Dolphins at Green Bay. They're going to freeze their ass off. We'll see if Ray Lucas is like the real deal. You know what I'm saying? You think he is? No. No. Anyway, Belafonte won't take back slavery slur. Oh, I hope uh, Jonathan, uh, what's his name? Gibson ain't listening. Never liked him since the O.J. days. Another one of those O.J. One of the him and Greta Van uh, Sourball, all those people. Belafonte won't take back slavery slur. Harry Belafonte went on CNN's Larry King Live Tuesday night. Instead of apologizing to Colin Powell for calling him a house slave, he called National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice a house slave as well. Last week, the singer-activist declared in a radio interview in San Diego, there were those slaves who lived on the plantation, and there were those slaves who lived in the house. You got the privilege of living in the house if you served the master. Asked by King if he would change the statement, Belafonte calmly answered, No. No. I would perhaps put it in the context, but in essence, I wouldn't change the statement, he said, after stressing he meant the Secretary of State had compromised his ideals and principles by serving blindly for a conservative administration. Powell, the highest-ranking black official in the history of the U.S. government, called Belafonte's comments an unfortunate throwback to another time and another place. On King's show, Belafonte called Powell a sellout. When King asked, do you have the same views about Condoleezza Rice, Belafonte replied, yes, absolutely, absolutely, even more so, even more so. How do you like that? I like it. You go, well, Harry. I didn't give you the results of the poll yet, did I? Nope. 1,600 votes over the weekend. Which event of the last 25 years has had the greatest negative impact on South Florida, we asked? Mariel Boatlift. That was my vote, 756. 47.1% of you said Mariel Boatlift. Never been the same. 2,000 hanging chat election, 307. And I hate to break the news to you, but they're already making grim predictions for what's going to happen here tomorrow with a very, very long, confusing ballot and people using the touchscreens for the first time ever. And, uh, oh, just a mess already. But you got nothing else going on. Just uh, go at 7 in the morning, and maybe by midnight you'll be done. Oh, and also, well, I got the uh, Mike Mayo column about it. How about Jeb said, oh, no, Miriam Elephant, we're not going to leave the polls open extra time. That means too many dark, dark votes uh, might get in. Too many working folks. Too many working folks and dark working folks. Anyway, 2,000 hanging chat election at 307, 19.1%. Mo Howard David coming to town. He came from nowhere. He was a late addition and did a spectacular job moving all the way up to number three with 256 votes, 15.9%. So that's the most negative impact on town of anything in the last 25 years. How can they say that? Past Hurricane Andrew like it was standing still. Hurricane Andrew, 154. Alien, small potatoes, he's only got 93. Liberty City riots, only 39. Out of 1,607 votes, pretty impressive total. Here's today's poll. Now, I know this isn't uh, this isn't as sexy or ex- exciting as a lot of our polls are, but we got election day coming up tomorrow, so gratuitously we have to ask a poll about election day, don't we? Yeah, well. Of course. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? This is the poll today, okay? How do you feel? Do you feel <coughs> it's very important? It's life and death. I'm voting but not excited. I'm not voting. Why bother? Or what? Me worry? Those are your five choices. I think that covers the gamut. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? And, of course, if you vote what me more, you can put your thumbs in your ears and do that thing and like pull your ears out like Alfred E. Newman and the president, like that. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? It's very important. It's life and death. I'm voting but not excited. I'm not voting. Why bother? Or what, me worry? Question mark. So here's John Gibson. wasn't enough that they did that hatchet piece. You know, one thing I've discovered, nobody watches Fox News here. Nobody. Nobody. And certainly dark-complected folks, did they watch Fox News? No. No chance. It's like the Clown News Channel. Yeah. 
Like I told uh, Heather, it's the fascist news network, and it certainly is. So if they were under any pretense, this fair and unbalanced crap, <laughs> like I told her, unfair, unbalanced, all spin all day. If there was any doubt, that the hatchet job they tried doing on me and, and this whole other attack on, well, liberals are racist. Yeah, right. Right, it's the, it's the right-wingers that are really going to bat for you folks. Right, starting with Reagan, he did a good job. Not renewing the Civil Rights Act of 1964, that was the first step, you know. Then maybe we can put you back in the back of the bus. But anyway... Neil Rogers, low blow. This was John Gibson's column, Friday, November 1. He writes, Neil Rogers of WQM in Miami is joined with singer and dancer Harry... He's a dancer, Harry Belafonte? <laughs> I never saw him dance. No. In accusing Defense Secretary Condoleezza Rice and Secretary of State Colin Powell of being slaves in the Bush White House, field hands who are allowed in the big house because they do so well in agreeing with the master. Oh, it sounds right so far. Rogers has taken a step further by running seemingly seemingly satirical audio tapes describing Powell and Rice working in the White House and performing such duties as cleaning the toilets and worse. Well, what's worse than that? Rogers also constantly and provocatively uses the N-word. Well, guess what? No, I do not constantly. We discuss it. It's in that one bit that we play that they got all whipped up about in the first place. Kiss and good morning. We discuss it. In fact, I've even got a fax about the N-word here, which I'll get to in a minute. But do I constantly? Uh, no. I might say Schwarzer or Spook or Clown or uh, whatever. What? Coon? But not the N-word. The radio talk show host justifies all this by saying he bashes everyone anywhere, anytime, including you, John Gibson, with a bad, bad hair. And because he's a liberal. See, there we go again. He's a liberal in the sense that he dislikes conservatives and dislikes the Bush White House. Like Belafonte, misspelled, by the way, two L's he's got in here. Oh, my God. John Gibson can't even spell right. Not only has he got Harry uh, dancing, but he's also got two L's in his name. Like Belafonte, he'll do anything to make the president and his staff look bad. I don't have to do anything to make them look bad. They're doing a good job themselves. In other words, his is an opinion. Like elbows, everybody's got him, and so what? What Rogers is doing is making a lot of ugly talk acceptable. You can be angry at Rice or Powell for lack of solidarity with their racial political bloc if you want, but the tone of Rogers' attacks on Powell and Rice is purely racist. If it were directed at anybody else, it might get slapped down very quickly by the FCC. But in this case, the FCC is headed by Colin Powell's son, Michael Powell, and isn't going to look good for him to be going after Rogers if it seems he's only settling a score for his father. So Rogers, here's the, here is one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life. Talk about the power of this show, baby. Talk about... Oh, God. So Rogers has a free fire zone, not only the First Amendment, but he's got the administration in a gotcha. Is that the silliest thing? As if, as if I'm going to change one vote out there? Well, you're brilliant, this chess game you're playing. Wow. It says, all in all, it's a low blow. Roger should be doing a show in the smallest market possible if he intends to keep it up. That's my word, says the unctuous John Gibson on Fox News, which nobody here watches. Well, guess what? I am doing them. I show in the smallest market possible. And number two, I do intend to keep it up. How do you like that? So there's my response, asshole. And just like I said to Heather, all the bits that we played about Bubba, about Hillary, about the Al Gore, about every other politician that came down the pike, that was okay. But now I've got a fire-free zone or whatever the hell he called it. Free fire. Free fire. What a what a jerk. What a schmuck. But thanks for making me so goddamn important, okay, John Gibson? I never realized I was such a humongous figure in your own mind. Well, there's a lot of people upset. Name me one. Well, there's a lot of people. Name me one. Come on, Heather. Name me one. Can't do it. Bishop Curry. Oh, yeah, Bishop Curry. Good. That means I must be doing something right. Bishop Curry and Matt Sludge. 941. Well, Matt Sludge, she just, I, she, I don't think she got her trick or treat Halloween night, and she's never been the same since. 19 till 10 at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you, holidays are coming pretty damn soon. It's already November 4. Some damn important days coming up, like my birthday tomorrow.
And then, of course, Thanksgiving coming and Christmas and Chinook and all of those. Get your carpets looking brand new. Your house is going to look a lot better if your carpets are clean with all them guests coming in for the holidays. Call our good buddies at Draw Concepts because they'll do a job on your floor like you've never seen in the world. You can check them out on the web if you like at www.drawconcepts.com or better yet, give them a call. they got a toll-free number, by the way, for everybody now from anywhere you can call 1-800-248-5071. They dry clean your carpets. They're the only ones in the world who will be doing this. I've been using them in my home for over 20 years. Everybody I know, all of my relatives, Anybody that even remotely know with a brain uses them because they're the best in the universe. When they get done, in a couple hours, your carpets are dry. They smell lemony fresh, and they look just like brand new. And they also do an unbeatable job of cleaning your furniture and draperies, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, implant oriental rug service, second to none, deodorization, and if you have a flood, complete water damage restoration, too. So before the holidays, have your house and your carpets looking like brand spanking new by calling the experts. And don't forget, they give you a written guaranteed price. No ripoffs, no scams. Written guaranteed price before they start the job. Call Dry Concepts, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Clean today. Entertain tonight with dry concepts. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Yeah. M-O-N-D-A-Y. Oh. S-U-C-K-S. Lemon jello, orange jello, gas sex, X lax, shoot, road, duke, lax, diamond tap, testinex, lorimin, lawanda, lashanda, lasix, claritin, formica, dexatrim, lanolin, fluorescentic, cavity, ovaltine, dramamine, benzene, abochina, tisha, feldine, pine doll, liquid, queen, and histamine, booby lips, regola, asper, gum, metamucil, cannabis, and barium. Mambo, Balambo, Shaka, Laka, Lana, Cane, Camel, Ophanit, Dairy, Ease, and Rogan. Gotcha, got it, Zorbidol, Dussie, and Tylenol. What with the names that they be giving to the black kids? Do they think it's Mo-Afro? Do look for names at the drugstore? Euphora, Latoya, Pandora, Cremora. Sensen, Bufferin, Deadman, etc. Robot doesn't go play. Triaminic, Fuselix, No Dose, Pepo, Robo Cells, A Secret, Skyro, Lotion, Motrin, Raising It, Tagamet, Platex, Malcomex, Tic Tac, Epicat, Night, Tom, Hylanta, Sita, Call, and Territal, Psoriasis, Latifa, Sephoria, Nightwill, Triaminic, Vixen, Prell, Pfizer, Dermachine, and Badger Cell, Syphilis, and Gonorrhea, Neutrogena, and Moesha. What's with the names that they be giving to the black kids? Do they think it's Mo-Afro to look for names at the drugstore? Yo, 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 why do they think it's black to give their kids those dumb names? With all the names that they'll find at the corner of Walgreens. Nine forty-seven at five sixty. Well, it's a little low to level on there. Something fancy. Oh, John Gibson's going to be upset about that too. Hey, John, up your ass, okay? Get out of here. As if, as if, only since Michael Powell became chairman of the FCC, I've been playing these things and doing this show. I've been on the air here for a hundred years, okay? You morons at Fox. And the bad news for you is, not only has Bill O'Reilly got a big oh. zero in his market with his fancy radio show, but nobody watches your crap here either. 
I guess I'll take one or two calls, but i got some important stuff. Which one I want to rehash because you weren't here for it last week. Carlos did a fine job, by the way. Thank you, Carlos. Good. He did. did a nice job. Uh, Eagle Scout faces official challenge over his lack of faith. How the uh, Eagle Scouts have told this atheist kid that either he'll find belief in God by the end of the week or he's out. I tried to warn him yeah. about joining such a group. <laughs> WQAM. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. I just hope that everyone votes tomorrow. and It's very important, like your poll says. I don't know who doesn't think so. It's got their head up their uh, rectum. Yes, yeah. Um, can I ask you a favor? Maybe. Do you have that uh, Cincinnati Bungles song? It's hilarious. Cincinnati Bungles? The Bangles, you know. What the hell is that thing called? Even they George, have, the Bungles? They have, they have, they have the Cincinnati Bengals song. It's hilarious. It's a oh. spoof song. Okay, well, we'll, so horrible. we'll see if we can find it, okay? I've never heard of it. Do you ever hear of it? Nope. The Cincinnati Bungles? 32 votes is all we got on the poll so far. I told you this isn't going to get a lot of response because this isn't exciting. It's not sexy. It's not controversial. It's not, uh, nobody cares. And you know something? I don't blame most people. Well, I do in a way. But the parties are so pathetic and it's so sad. And, and of course, this year with these grotesque attack ads and reaching a new low. Oh, yes, we're going to bring civility back to politics. Right. Oh, please. A kinder, gentler uh, hysteria. Man. Seldom in the history of mankind. See, this is all thanks to television now, because that's where it's at. We can come on here, we can attack you and rip you an ass. The things with Max Cleveland in Georgia, that just amazes me. He's unpatriotic. He, he volunteered to serve in Vietnam, lost two legs and one arm, but he's unpatriotic because he hasn't voted yet for the version of the Homeland Security Act that El Presidente wants. That makes him unpatriotic. Just on those ads alone, he, this asshole uh, Chambliss up there ought to be thrown out on his ass. No chance, okay? What's his name? Sexpot or Saxby or Chambliss? Sex pot. 41 votes. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? I'm voting but not excited 14. This poll looks a little bizarre to me. we got like 17 categories with zeros on. What's going on there, Eric? I think Eric's been doing a jungle juice over the weekend up there. He's been doing something strange. 14 say I'm voting but not excited. It's very important, 11. Uh, I'm not voting. Why bother, 7? It's life and death, 7. And what me worry don't have any. Plus, uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of a poll that is there on my uh, screen. But nevertheless, he'll, he'll straighten it out. Also, you know what else I'm going to read today? Looks Remember like that column I read by Steve Goldstein? Not, and you notice Gildy again. He must be under penalty of death to mention my name on the air. Notice this morning at 9 o'clock on the crossover, he plugs the Mad Dog, who's not on today, by the way. Joe Zagacki's on, sorry. And uh, every other show on the station, does he mention me? No. No, so I'm in the hallway talking about the uh, football game, about the Patriots yesterday, and a great job they did. Puts on a big act to my face. Hey, Gildy, F you, baby. There's a moratorium on that. Yeah, a moratorium. Very good. There's a moratorium, and my name is mentioned on the morning show. Man, even though he's in Green Bay, somebody might snitch, you know. So God, he's got those people, man, crapping in their pants. They're afraid of their own shadow. Tragic. But anyway, the column by Stephen L. Goldstein, the real uh, columnist, called Whack Back on November 5th, which has got uh, 24 reasons to vote against Jeb Bush tomorrow. I'll do my best, okay? I don't expect, I mean, 15-point lead, What? what's the point? But it'll kill some good time. Get across to some of these idiots out there. Because tomorrow basically is like, uh, if, if the auction turns out the way I think it's going to, Wednesday we'll all be singing Deutschland über alles. Or it'll, else. It'll be a complete takeover of the government. It'll be the, the finishing touches to their bloodless coup when they fixed the presidential election two years ago, which they did. And by the way, how could anybody, like I said, in their right mind, not look back upon that and say, hey, there's the kind of corruption and crap that we want to continue running this state. 
people who fix elections blatantly, who call up their brother at 3 in the morning and say, don't worry about it, you won. We know you won. Eagle Scout faces official challenge over his lack of faith. Seattle, the Boy Scout law states that members must be trustworthy, loyal. I know we did this before, but without George here, and George will be fingering himself, I'll be so excited. They must be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Daryl Lambert has been scouting for ten years. Last year he attained the highest rank, Eagle. Now a college freshman, he volunteers as an assistant in a troop in Port Orchard just across the Puget Sound on the Olympic Peninsula where his mother is the scoutmaster. But this week, meaning last week, Mr. Lambert got an ultimato from the scouting officials in Seattle. Eleven out of twelve wasn't good enough anymore. Mr. Lambert, who's 19 and has been an atheist since studying evolution in the ninth grade, was told to abide by the vow of reverence by next week or get out. As Mr. Lambert described it, he was given a week to find God. What's he got to do to prove it? Sacrifice a chicken or something? Lie. I see. Don't good religious people lie a lot? All the time. Well, there you go. But they get forgiven. They say I should think about them, about what I, uh, they said I should think about what I really believe and get back to them. He said, I've thought about this for years. Can they expect me to change my beliefs in seven days? Mark Hunter, the director of marketing and administration for the Chief Seattle Council, said it was enforcing a national policy. The Boy Scouts is a faith-based organization, he said, and the issue of God is not negotiable. Aside from the vow of reverence in the Scout law, every Boy Scout pledges the duty to God and the Scout oath. Advocating a belief in a supreme being has been a core value of the Boy Scouts, Mr. Hunter said. The twelfth point in the Scout law is reverent, and that includes being faithful in your religious duties and respecting the beliefs of others. Mr. Lambert said he was aware of the national policy long ago. He admitted to sometimes mouthing parts about reverence in God when reciting law and oath. Other times he actually said the words. None of it really mattered to him or anyone else, it seemed, until last month when he attended a training seminar for adult leaders. At one session, a scouting official had a discussion about religion. The official suggested that the only way a non-believer could advance in scouting would be to lie about his beliefs, said Mr. Lambert and his mother, Trish Lambert, who also attended the retreat. The official went on to suggest that a person who doesn't believe in God is not a good citizen, Mr. Lambert. It sounds like John Ashcroft all over again. These are the kinds of times in which we live, boys and girls, where we don't have freedom from religion anymore. When we have a bunch of right-wing lunatics who want to drag us on that lovely path to Armageddon so we can all die with a big smile on our puss. And say, these people are crazier than the goddamn Al-Qaeda. At least they got the seven virgins waiting. That's the same thing. Mr. Lambert took issue with the comments. Many adults considered him a role model and leader in his troop, and he had attained the rank of eagle after disclosing his atheism. I was angry, Mr. Lambert said of the session. I left the room and said I wouldn't be a part of it. Last year, when a board of scouting leaders in Port Orchard interviewed Mr. Lambert for his eagle award, he informed them he didn't believe in God. His mother said she warned him against it. I said, no, just keep quiet. You're not going to get your eagle, she said. He said, no, I have to tell him he's that way. He's that, that way. way. So there it goes. How do you like that? He's got a few days to find God. Otherwise, you're out. You're out, Tom. Oh, and speaking of Tom, little Tommy Jicka, man, this guy who gives me a song to dance about, I'm doing a show out of town so much, but I beep, but I boop, but about yeah, little Tommy Jicka. Now, here was this big flap we had over the last several days, but, of course, that would have given me some more for free publicity, so he's not going to write about that. Neither Kevin Bastard nor Tom Jicka picked up on the Fox News flap with Heather and John Gibson and all that, which is fine. That's okay. Because then they might have had to offer an opinion of their own, you know. But little Tommy, who claims that I'm out of touch because I'm not here a good part of the year, he writes another sterling column in the Sun Sentinel Day about digital radio and why you're going to love it. Crystal clear reception. I talked about this. Was it two weeks ago I talked about digital right. radio? Where, where can I go get mine? Can't. Oh, It'll be uh, in cars. Uh, let's see. The first appearance of cars anticipated no later than 2004. See ya. Yeah. 
So very timely, not. And then he goes on, of course, since he's got this thing up his ass about K.A.T. and the classical music and all those people. <laughs> was it last week while you were gone that there were like 7,000 letters to the editor about K.A.T. and they're not playing the right music and they've got some bitch no, the on there? before. Oh, my God. Talk about the biggest bunch of crybabies in the world, those great intellectual classical music suckers. Oh, and it'll be a big uh, beneficiary because uh, South Florida fans get it from KAT, a signal with a relatively weak signal. Digital radio could put stations such as KAT in equal footing with stronger outlets, just as cable TV did for a high uh, number of UHF TV stations. Potentially, Taylor says it could be great for them. Of course, not if they don't play the right goddamn music. By that time, they'll be out of business. So thanks again for another very, very timely and local column there, Tommy Jicka. Having nothing to do with anything. Another generic column about, oh, digital radio won't be great someday. What a joke. This, uh, you can't, and John Gibson's right. I am working in the smallest market in the possible. Even in Canada, New York, they're more sophisticated than people here in South Florida. And probably got better radio and TV writers than Tom Jicka, too. Just tasted your snapper. Now, Noelle Bush, daughter of Florida Governor Jeb Bush, records her first page from her prison audio diary. I cannot believe that pompous, egotistical judge actually sentenced me to jail. Me? To jail? Hello? Do you see my last name on the documents? Bush. By the time my dad Jeb gets done with him, he won't be able to scratch his danglers without the heat coming down on him. He won't even be able to get an internship with Bird, the black bailiff from Judge Judy. I wonder if the prison pharmacy will accept my script for Xanax. <sighs> They better. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea to wedge all that crack in my Manolo Blahniks. I should have stowed the junk in the trunk, if you know what I mean. I got 10 days in jail, and my booze hound cousin Jen escapes. My father's got no juice. He can rig an election, but he can't keep his own flesh and blood out of jail. Oh, did I say that? I didn't mean that. Anyway, I gotta go. We got a big game of hide the carrot going in the rec room. Did I say that? I didn't mean that. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, 10 o'clock at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday, too. Well, we had a little discussion there off the air for about two seconds. Here's a fax I got this morning. It says, nigga versus nigger, are they different? Posted March 19, 2002. Nigga, nigger, is there a difference? I don't know what website that's from. Anyway, it says, uh, San Jose, California judge seems to think so. The judge ruled that a white teenager was not guilty of a hate crime for calling his high school teacher a nigga because he used the friendly version of the word, N-I-G-G-A. I always do. That's the Canadian version, N-I-G-G-A. Here's what happened. The San Jose teenager, upset because the teacher suspended his white friend, vandalized school property when he spray-painted thanks nigga with an arrow pointing to the teacher's name. After the student's attorney brought in a witness to testify there is a difference between the two words, the judge agreed and said no hate crime was committed. How do you like that? So yeah, I guess if we were to change that song, let's have Brian redo it. Uh, you know, kiss a nigga good morning as opposed to nigger, see? Nigger bad, nigger good. All depending on who be saying it. I'd want to tell you one thing that really disturbs me tremendously. You know, and of course it's part of that goddamn plot to keep us all out of touch, all us old fogies out of town. It started out and it was okay, and then of course it turned into sup. You know, sup. There were no more was up because that was a square and out of date. And then of course it turned into what up. When I hear somebody say what up, at that point I become angry. You know what I'm saying? Rub dog. I can oh. I can handle the 7,000 different variations of handshakes. As a matter of fact, we had a couple little technical problems in here last week, and Fat Julio, the engineer, who's doing he's our only hope, by the way, in engineering, is Julio, great guy, came in and fixed whatever it was, and Carlos, who was sitting in your chair last week, another spick, Carlos reaches over, and he and Julio do the, he Julio puts out like three fingers, and Carlos squeezes them. 
Now, huh? what? Yeah, what? What do you call that? New one on me. Is yeah, what I call he, it. he squeezes the three fingers from fat. Uh, you know what I call it? Gay. Yeah, that's that's what I call it. Maybe they were trying two different handshakes and it just met up. <laughs> no, that no, it was this. I seen it with my own four eyes, man. Maybe that's the Masonic handshake. Yeah, the it was the secret. Handshake. The secret handshake is what I seen last week. So we got a couple of Masons in here. I think it's time to get Perry Mason in on the case. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I am running against uh, Ileana Ross Leitner, or however she says it. I'm for ending the Cuban embargo. You're you're running against her? Yes, I'm Ray Choate. Okay. Democratic candidate, and I want to say that anybody that would work for that <coughs> Cuban terrorist uh, boss should be set aside. Right. Amen. Well, good luck to you, Ray. Thank you. Get some help. Uh, yeah, Ileana Rosanna Dana, we don't want her. She, there's no chance, Ray. I mean, you know, have a nice time. Hope you had a good time doing it. Well, somebody's got to run. I don't like that when I see people unopposed. Like Senator John Kerry in Massachusetts, you realize there's no Republican running against him? Right. I mean, I guess they figure, why waste the time? Like Ted Kennedy last time also had no opponent because they haven't got a Chinaman's chance. In fact, I think we could probably find a Chinaman who's got a better chance of beating Ileana than Ray, but especially based on that call. <coughs> but nevertheless, oh, and also, Attorney General, uh, which you weren't even aware of this. I wonder if he's uh, this Charlie Crist is related to Jesus Crist, because every time I see his spots about the chain gang and the uh, people in no, shackles, I, I haven't even yes, seen one yet. he wants to bring back the road, uh, the chain gangs. Yeah. This is our. He wants to be the John Ashcroft of Florida, Charlie Jesus Crist. So that Buddy, uh, whatever the guy's name is, is running against him, not Buddy McKay, Buddy uh, Nevins, whatever the guy's name is, vote for Buddy, okay? I have no idea who he is. But he's not. the good thing is he's not Charlie Jesus Christ. Shackles and chain gangs. <laughs> All right. That's a good Republican agenda for you, baby. But don't forget, us liberals, we're the bad guys. All you uh, dark folks out there, we're the bad guys. Anybody buying it? No. No, they're not buying it. Sad. 125 votes. Now they're starting to kick in a little bit. They're starting to wake up. See, they all want to stay in because they realize it's going to be like 20 below zero tonight in Green Bay and the Dolphins are going to get their asses kicked. Oh, sorry I said that. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? It's very important, 45. I'm voting but not excited, 34. I'm not voting. Why bother, 21? It's life and death, 19. And what, me worry? Six. I can find a case for every one of those. Six. Two of the most mediocre political parties in the history of the human goddamn race. And I, I'll say it again. I blame the Democratic Party a lot more than Republicans any day of the week because you're weak. You're weak. You're spineless, most of you guys. Like everybody says, well, how come nobody's more concerned about the economy? I'll tell you because you guys haven't presented an alternative. There's no case. There's no program. There's nothing there. Give us an alternative. Say something instead of, like, weaseling around and being afraid of your own goddamn shadow. Take it for your word for it. I love okay, good. He always took me at my word, El Presidente. He's an upstanding uh, go guy. Let's see. It's amazing. I won. I was running against peace, prosperity, incumbency. President Bush, while speaking with Swedish Prime Minister, unaware that the cameras were rolling. <laughs> it's amazing. I won. I was running against peace, prosperity, and incumbency. There you go. Well, you didn't win. You stole it, but you didn't win. Okay, so maybe it wasn't quite as amazing as you thought. Whack back on November 5th, writes Stephen Goldstein, October 16th in the Sun Sentinel. I'll read it again. Bushwhack Floridians are worse off than they were four years ago. Boy, you are. Absolutely correct.
<laughs> Thanks to Jeb Bush's voodoo economics, smoke and mirrors, education reforms, environmental poison pills, and right-wing pandering, the state is in shambles. Florida needs regime change. Here are 24 reasons to vote the governor out of office tomorrow. One, Jeb has turned the $3 billion surplus he inherited from Lawton Charles into a deficit of between $1.4 and $4 billion. Two, the governor has engineered multi-billion dollar tax giveaways for corporations and the wealthiest Floridians. Three, Floridians, Florida's pension fund lost $355 million on its Enron investments, buying shares in the company even when everybody was selling. Four, the average wage in Florida has dropped to just 87% of the national norm. Five, Florida is only one of 12 states in which median household income declined in 2001. Six, the governor promised to eliminate the backlog of 11,000 seniors on the waiting list for services through the Department of Elder Affairs. Today, the list has swelled to over 14,000. Seven, health insurance costs are spiraling out of control. Eight, Jeb's prescription drug plan covers only 68,000 seniors, barely 2.5% of the state's older population. Nine, in spite of Bushy and buzzwords about improving education, FCAT. By the way, you weren't here when we had the story last week about Neil Bush. That's what it he's was, doing. Uh, I like, the news. the goddamn program for FCAT. Yes. Raping, pillaging, plumbing. Right. In spite of Bushy and words about improving education, FCAT A plus plan, vouchers and charter schools, Florida's high school graduation rate has slipped from 44th to the worst in America. The worst in America. Ten SAT scores have dropped from 40th to 47th. ACT scores from 35th to 38th. 11. Pre-GEM, Florida was 29th nationally in spending per pupil. In 2001, it fell to 40th. 12. The governor's alleged $3 billion increase in education funding is a figment of his imagination. Factor in inflation and student growth and money allocated per student has risen less than one quarter of one percent. 13. Class size in Florida schools among the worst of the nation dropped from 42nd in 1998 to 44th in 2001. 14. Research cited by the U.S. Department of Education concludes that reducing class size to below 20 students leads to higher achievement, but the governor says he has devious plans to flout the constitutional amendment reducing class size if it passes tomorrow and he's reelected. 15. Florida's teacher salaries have dropped from 28th to 31st in the nation. 16. A national study of higher education gives Florida a D-minus because of relatively high college costs and a D-plus because comparatively few state residents go to college. 17. The governor has grabbed the power to appoint everyone on the state's 26 judicial nominating commissions so he can stack the courts with right-wing judges opposed to abortion and likely to push his conservative agenda. 18. Candidate Bush promised to fix Florida's foster care system in six months. Governor Bush let the Department of Children and Families become a national scandal. <clears throat> 19. On the environment, Jeb talks the cons conservation talk but doesn't walk the walk. In public, he says the right things. Behind the scenes, he pushes developers' agendas. 20. The governor has appointed anti-environmentalists to water management districts, the Environmental Regulatory Commission, and judgeships. 21. Ignoring the objections of more than 100 environmental and citizens groups, Jeb signed a law which funds the state's portion of Everglades restoration, but includes a poison pill that restricts Florida's ability to challenge developers who submit anti-environmental permit requests. 22. Violent crime in the state increased at six times the national average from 2001 to 2002. 23. For the first time since 1996, overall crime incidents in Florida increased. 24. The governor claims his 1020 life laws led to a decrease in gun crime, but the firearm crime rate was on the decline before 1020 life and actually increased in 2001 for the first time since 1997. In 1998, candidate Jeb asked to give you to give him four years so he could create a better Florida. Many of you kept your end of the bargain. He did not. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Or like the president says, fool around. The truth of the attitude should not be lost on voters. Stop the bushwhacking. Whack Bush out of office November 5. Steve Goldstein's commentary is a broadcast on WXCL Channel 42, South Florida Today. Nice going, Steve. Second time I read that. 
Think it's going to do any good? No. Well, we'll see. Maybe they're just making these polls up, too. It seems awfully strange to me. And now they're saying, well, the debate in Orlando, you know, because uh, McBride can't explain where he's going to get the money to pay for that goddamn amendment. Well, first of all, it's a goddamn amendment that's on the ballot. If the public says, yes, we have to have smaller class size, don't give us this song and dance about how you're going to find devious ways to deep-six the will of the electorate. That, that's it, it's scary that anybody would vote for some asshole who says something like that. Not to mention his entire dysfunctional fa family and the hypocrisy of it all, while he points the finger at all the rest of us, and we got to be goody two-shoes and walk the straight and narrow path. And there isn't anybody in his family can, like, walk out the door without getting into goddamn trouble. Even on the way to Walgreens. Oh, sorry, Noel. That was a cheap shot. See, uh, there, what's his name? John, uh, what's his name again? Gibson, Gibson will be upset again. Well, she's white. What well, sort of half white? Ah, uh, see, there you go, picking on the beaners again. See, blame George, okay? Do a piece about George. <clears throat> 10 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Let me tell you about a great product that you can pop in your push. Stay calm, man, with some good oleomed. Good for your health, good for your nerves, good for your heart. Oleomed is a Mediterranean formula that's got advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients, and all of their formulas are scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help support specific health needs. For example, look for Oleomed's three brand-new formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and CoQ10, which is sensational for your heart, all using the benefits of the finest olive oil that you'll find anywhere. Oleomed is a great new product. It's available at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens, and if you run into Noel at Walgreens, say, can I have some? For more information, call Oleomed toll-free at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. Check them out on their website, oleomedamerica.com. And don't forget, very important, if you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Dater Broward counties, you can receive a coupon for a free Larry Cokehead, a Coker bobblehead now while supplies live, in spite of that putrid barely with us squeaking it out in the fourth quarter win against the little girls team on Saturday. And don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sports Night every Sunday when the Dolphins be playing home. Pick up free Oleomed samples and product information and start improving your health by popping some in your puss today. It's time to get it on. Oh! A girl in extra wide jeans A girl whose head weighs a ton And she's living with the women And the funny play toys In the house of the lesbians When she was young At a restaurant with a boy didn't know that she was gay Until he noticed each time they went out She went for the seafood buffet You're gay Just look at all Rosie's dyke sisters now Just look what they have done she comes home from work to that door Well, half her panties come She laid it down to stop publishing the rosy mag Left a laid-off staff not paid And Rosie's girlfriend, who's pregnant right now 
I guess she just only got laid. There is a girl with extra wide jeans. Entertainer she's become. And she goes by the name of Rosie O.D. In the house of the lesbians. Gay. 1017 at 560 WQAM. Boy, getting a lot of faxes today, let me tell you. WQAM. Hey, Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. Doing, okay. Sir? Listen, I want to take this opportunity. I want to commend you, man, for stepping up to the, to the plate and exposing this regime for what they are. I don't always agree with what you say, but I just want to commend you on what's been going on. You see, you pull the wool, people trying to pull the wool over our lives. Yeah. I want to ask you this. What logic did this make for these Haitian people? Some Haitian pastors to be standing up with Jeb Bush ah. when uh, Carrie Meek ambushed him. And all these Haitian immigrants that washed up the shore and, and they asking him to release them and he got these Haitian pastors. I mean, does that make any sense? No, of course not. I, I, they, they had a thing on the news this morning on Channel 6. I was watching it made me want to throw up my breakfast, which thank, I hadn't eaten it yet. Uh, with a whole bunch of Haitian people, including one big fat woman who looked like Aunt Mama on a bad day, screaming and carrying on about Bush, four more years Bush, because her kid can learn to read now or something, as if he's doing a good job on education, which everybody knows he's not. Uh, She's talking about her son. What about her? She couldn't even read. I know the lady talking about yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That was pathetic. Don't, don't, I, I wouldn't feed into these polls, man, because I know, I mean, who, they, nobody called me and asked me who was I going to vote for. So these polls just designed to try to, Throw us off. Yeah, I think they're trying to tell you, hey, don't even bother voting. It's not worth it. It's a done deal. Us blacks are underpolled and underestimated. We're going to turn out in numbers. I voted this weekend with my family with Excellent. a lot of people there. So well, I got no, we got a little thing up our sleeve. You know what we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to spread the rumor that there's free watermelon at all the polling places. Oh, that's we're we're going to show that Bush bastard a thing uh, or two. Hey, you tickled me what you said about Noel. You see, we stood Walgreens or Edgar's action for some, huh? You bet. It's, this Bush family got crackheads and alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Hang man. in there, brother. Yeah. See, there you go. Hey, uh, John Gibson, take that dark complexion guy and stick him where the moon don't shine, okay? He understands this show. See, that's the thing. I've been on the air here for a hundred years. The people listen, they get it. You people up there, either you don't get it or you don't want to get it. You want to twist it around and manipulate it and yank it and make it into something that it's not, okay? It's a freaking radio show. It's an entertainment show. Ninety percent entertainment, ten percent maybe we'd be learning something, but I doubt it. That's what this show is all about. Plus, of course, a little bit. Yay. Yeah, that too. Bander. Here it says, there, there they go again. Today's Salon.com exclusive by investigative reporter Greg Palas. Florida moves to bar 91,000 legal voters, mostly Democrats, from tomorrow's polls. How do you like that? In December 2000, we reported that Florida's use of a faulty and politically questionable list of felons and dead people scrubbed from voter rolls, half of them African-Americans, may have cost Al Gore the 537-vote margin of victory claimed by George W. Bush in Florida. Claimed. Fast forward two years. There's another close race in Florida. This time, younger brother Jeb is fighting to fend off a challenge from Bill McBride for the governor's race. The November 5 face-off could again come down to thousands, if not hundreds, of votes. And even though the list has been widely condemned, the company that created it admits probable errors. The same voter scrub list with more than 94,000 names on it is still in operation in Florida. Moreover, DBT Online, which generated the disastrously flawed list, reports that it followed, if it followed strict criteria to eliminate those errors, roughly 3,000 names would remain, and a whopping 91,000 people would have their voting rights restored. 91,000 votes. And we know who would get the overwhelming majority of those. 
Eventually, the list will be fixed. State officials have promised in accordance with a settlement with the NAACP and its civil rights suit against Florida following the 2000 election, but not until the beginning of next year and long after Jeb Bush's re-election bid is over. How do you like that, huh? Handy. That's what they're doing, boys and girls. They talk a good game about, well, we want the elections to be fair, and we want to make sure that everybody has their voice. Bullcrap. What they want to do is keep everybody who might vote against them away from the polls, especially you dark folks out there, okay? That's why you got this Fox pathetic, feeble attempt to paint liberals as racist and we're against the black vote. Ah, bullcrap. Based on a few song parodies because they pretend they don't understand, they haven't got a sense of humor. Like that bitch asking me, how come you're playing that? Because we feel like it, honey. You think that's funny? Yes, we do. We don't think it's funny. We think it's hysterical, okay? Black people, white people, yellow people, everybody thinks Condoleezza. I can't stop singing. How do you like that? goes through my head. Because it's hysterical. It's a panic. Man, I, I understand we got a lot of dumb people out there, but you can't possibly be that dumb. The education governor who's basically stripped the entire goddamn state of any kind of any semblance of real education, whose real desire is to do just like the rest of his brethren, that is destroy the public education system. And by the way, none of his kids ever went to public school system. And look how great they turned out. Yeah, maybe they should have gone. <laughs> Drugs are easier. Well, yeah, oh, don't say that. No. Drugs are easier to find at the pharmacy, not at school necessarily. That's right. Yeah. At the old crack house. That's what they're going to rename. They're going to rename the state house up there in Tallahassee. It's going to be the crack house the next four years. And there are people out there. Here's a guy that talks about this homophobic right-wing son of a bitch that's talking about, oh, you don't have those kind up here in Pensacola with the quotes making the derogatory homophobic remarks. And then both newspapers down here endorse this son of a bitch. There's something stinks here, man. Something smells bad. Really bad. He's got devious plans to subvert the will of the voters. So in other words, if you're one of those people out there who agrees that smaller class size will help public education, which anybody with a brain agrees with that, even if that passes tomorrow, he's got ways, he's got his plans, so make sure it never happens. He'll deep six it. Oh, he's 15 points ahead. He's 40 points ahead. Right. Makes sense to me. Not. And especially, you know, I could understand if he was running against Janet Reno. We could understand that. But Bill McBride's a good old boy from Tampa. Self-made man, military hero. What, you know, from Tampa no less. Not some hotshot uh, Jew bastard from South Florida or something like that, God forbid. Not some darky. But or a good some, old boy from up there in Tampa. Or some shaky lesbian. Oh, some shaky bulldike, right. Now, see, there you go again picking on. We like Janet on the show. Yeah, she just like happens her. to we be like a shaky bulldike. Yeah. But anyway. 14, 2001, speaking to Swedish Prime Minister Goran Persson, unaware that the TV camera was rolling. It's amazing I won. I was running against peace, prosperity, and incumbency. Exact quote. Can someone explain why Al Gore received 540,000 more votes than George W. Bush in the 2000 election, yet somehow George Bush sits in the oral office? The answer to my question is fraud and disenfranchisement. In the summer of 1999, Catherine Harris, Bush's campaign coach airwoman, paid $4 million to database technology to go through Florida's voter rolls and remove anyone suspected of being a felon, as I just indicated with that other story. She did this with the blessing of Governor Jeb Bush, whose own wife was caught by the INS trying to sneak $19,000 worth of jewelry into the country without declaring and paying taxes on it, a felony in its own right. The New York Times reported 344 ballots had no evidence that they were cast on or before Election Day. Now, keep in mind, he won by what, a little over 500 votes? Right. Alleged. 344 had no evidence they were cast out before Election Day. 183 ballots were postmarked in the U.S. This is the absentee ballots overseas. Five ballots came after the November 17 deadline, and 19 overseas voters voted on two ballots and had both counted. 
So let's see, add up that right layer is 527, 532. Right there is enough to turn the election. Right there. Forgetting about the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were turned away. People who were demanded to have three forms of ID before they could vote, mostly dark folks. Because everybody all the roadblocks, remember all the not, checkpoints. Not to mention all the people that were pulled over by the good old boys there, the FHPers on a highway, the FHPigs. All of these ballots violated Florida law, yet they were all counted. They're just, these are just some of the many examples of how the Republican Party cheated to get their candidate in office. So he is now in. There's nothing we can do but accept him and hope for the best. Maybe he'll not turn out to be a bad president. Let's see what he's done since he's been in office. It says he has cut $39 million from federal spending on libraries, cut funding for research into renewable energy sources by 50%, cut funding for research into cleaner, more efficient cars and trucks by 28%, broken his campaign promise to invest $100 million a year in rainforest conservation, cut $200 million from workforce training program for dislocated workers, eliminated prescription contraception coverage to federal employees, although Viagra is still covered, Abandoned his campaign promise to regulate carbon dioxide emission and may have contributed to global warming. Denied college financial aid to students convicted of misdemeanor drug charges, although convicted murderers are still eligible for financial aid. And cut $16 million from programs dealing with child abuse and neglect. Not to mention, of course, things like stem cell research, little things like that. And the whole list, the whole long list of right-wing uh, fascist judges that he's getting ready to appoint if they have control of the Senate, which I'm afraid they will. You mark my words in spite of all of these, all the talk. I think, I think Mondale's got a good chance to lose in Minnesota. I think Gene Carnahan's got two chances in Missouri, none and less than none. Hope I'm wrong. We'll see. But you talk about a dumb electorate, man. They sit out there, blah, 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 like that. Oh, he never stole a freight train. He'd be talking real nice, stuff like that, you know, and just like this last, this dark complexed caller a couple of minutes ago. How could any Haitian people be voting for Jeb Bush? That display we saw in the news this morning, if you watched, enough to make you gag. Four more years, four more years. Based on what? Based on the fact that they, uh, that he and his brother, that his brother comes up with this. It's still secret, by the way. They still won't tell anybody when the policy was uh, instituted. December sometime of last year. That's it. Well, what does it say? Uh, we're not saying. Shut up. Yeah, what was it based on? Uh, don't ask any more questions. Government in the dark, government in the back rooms, government in the oil corporation boardrooms. That's what it's all about. 27 after 10 at 560. What am I getting all whipped up about, huh? Am I, am I stupid or? Yeah. I am. I'm really stupid. I think somebody was right. stupid and gay. 188 votes. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? It's very important, 67. I'm voting but not excited, 55. It's life and death, 32. I'm not voting. Why bother, 25? What, me worry? Guess how many people say, what me worry? Nine. Uh-huh. Good guess, Robert. Oh, of course, Robert, he already voted three times for Bush. We know that. Self-hating little Jew bastard. You know, oh, and that's another thing. Did you see the ads where Bush is wearing a yarmulke on there? No, oh, my no. God. Woo! <laughs> and they're doing the thing with Israel and how good he is for Israel. And he loves Israel. And he eats uh, uh, he eats uh, potato <laughs> pancakes on the weekend. And on the alternate uh, Wednesdays, he eats uh, potato kugel. Yeah. Who the hell are they kidding, man? These are the same people that want to drag us down the road to Armageddon so that everybody except them, the good born-agains, can uh, die. Well, except the rest of us, they'll make us an offer we can't refuse. Kind of like the Spanish Inquisition, if you recall yeah, that. We'll have another choice again. Oh, yeah, again. 1028 at 560. Don't confuse them with the facts. Okay. Here's something that's not confusing at all. That's dial a mattress. Miguel can barely walk now. He can barely stand up. He's been screwing his brains out so much since he got his great new mattress and ain't falling on the floor all the time. That's right. In fact, he nearly got ditched because he used to slip off the deep end every time just at the wrong moment. Bad move. Now he's got that great new mattress from Dial-A-Mattress, and you can do the same. 
If the old mattress is lumpy and bumpy and maybe smelly, not so good anymore, get you a great new mattress from Dial a Mattress like I always do, too, and Miguel. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. You get the ultimate freedom of choice brand name mattresses because they've got them all. Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil, no off-brand names, only the top manufacturers in the world, and no store can match their selection or exceptionally low everyday prices. And because Dial a Mattress has the deepest selection of brand name mattresses, they don't have to give you the old bait and swish and send you over a mattress that you didn't want in the first place. Exactly the one you want is in stock. And you're going to get it almost immediately, too. That delivery deal, almost unheard of. Any two-hour window you pick when it's convenient, when you're going to be home, any day, seven days a week, noon to two, one to three, two to four, etc. And the 30-day in-home comfort guarantee to test your great new mattress out the smart way by sleeping and doing your thing on it, whatever your thing might be. Call them today. You'll be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight. 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Or check them out on the web if you like it, mattress.com. Live and local. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Push. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Who got the money from his daddy? And as I said, my little bratty. With an agenda that's crappy. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Double AFLA. Well, he's a presidential son who doesn't have to run. No one else is going to win. He might as well just move right in. Seek higher, seek higher, seek higher, seek higher. He has a golden spoon. He was born with up his ass. So look out, all you Jews. Woo! Get ready for the gas. He's a Tallahassee Nazi. Oh, He'll give our civil rights a whammy. Because he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of FLA. Well, he's a very wealthy dude with very fascist views who never paid his dues. By next year, we'll all be screwed. Seek higher, seek higher, seek higher, seek Any schmuck could win that race against Buddy McKay. Why do you think they call it Goober? Victorial anyway. He's a Tallahassee Nazi. He'll make the KKK happy. Yeah, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of FLA. Ten thirty four five sixty WQAM. Here's the fact: it says right now, Bush controls the White House, the House, the Supreme Court, and the media. In next Tuesday's elections, meaning tomorrow, he's got a good chance of gaining the Senate as well, giving him total control over our government. He'll think of that as a mandate to activate his most repugnant domestic and foreign policies. I thought he already did that. The only force standing between him and his goal of total domination is the voter. The only candidates capable of defeating him are the Democrats. Your choice, folks. It says this facts. Okay, there you go. Well, you know, we can sit here and pontificate all day long. I don't think it's going to do too much good because, like I said at the beginning of the show, the Democrats have done a piss-poor job, a pathetic job of uh, bringing the case to the public, a tremendously bad job because they're scared. And, they, you know, you got to give them credit for that, the Bushmeisters. They've done a great credit, uh, job of that, painted them into a corner. You're either with us or against us. He wasn't just talking about on terrorism. He's talking about on everything. You name it. This is the, this is the great uniter who was going to do away with partisan politics. Right. You're either, oh, he'll, he'll you're either with us or against us, okay? Right. You got it? That's how you unite people. Communista? Com- <laughs> yeah. You make them an offer they can't refuse. 
Don't forget, join the overnight guys doing Mark tonight, 9 to 11 at Gatsby's and Kendall. Stop out to win our usual very, very low-budget QAM prizes and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. That's why Miguel shows up every Monday. It's the Monday Night Football as the Dolphins visit the Packers at Gatsby's and Kendall. I hear they're going to be packing it tonight. That's what I'm hearing. Here's a fact that says make sure you don't say the word niggardly. You don't want uh, to be no racist. That's right. I'd be thanking you very much. Yeah, if we just could get together, man. If we could just all get are, together. Are you picking on the moose? No, I'm not picking on the moosey, man. He's a hero now. And I did see his wife on that boy. Oh, foul mouth bitch. Here's one it says. Do you see her? No. On CNN? She's a foul mouth bitch. I mean, she didn't use any. I was through this last. See, I'm repeating material I already did with Carlos. Oh, I'm sorry. But you didn't see her. Have you, you haven't seen her? No. White, blonde, fat. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Kind of like, hmm. like maybe she'd been to some of the trailer parks. Just uh-huh. for a visit. I know, I know the type. Speaking of that, it says that Rosie's song is the most disgusting song I've ever heard. Please don't play any song that talks about Rosie's panties coming off. <laughs> okay, promise we won't do it again. You see, the liberals, they pick on the homosexuals. Oh, I'm sorry. And here's a fax which is very long about digital radio and about clear channel. Cheap channel won't want it until uh, way past 2004. And, of course, because that's the election year and cheap channel supports the Bushmeister, they'll push it another several years down the road, just like they did with HDTV. See what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, because they don't want to go out and spend the money for the technology. So little Tommy Jicka, though, he's writing butter beep, butter beep, and won't it be great that we hear K.A.T., all that classical. Do you think Tom Jicka listens to classical music? No. No, I don't. No, I don't. Anybody that belches that much can't possibly listen to classical music. But he sure is obsessed pandering today. And by the way, those people don't read your column anyway, Tom. They don't read your column. They just write a lot of uh, hysterical letters to the newspaper, but they sure don't read what you're writing. WQAM. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I think the biggest irony about this Fox thing is they've given you more publicity over a week than your cheap radio station has given you. That, that's that's a good point. The, the only sad part is nobody watches Fox, so nobody knows about it. You're right. <laughs> well, that's not a sad point. That's good. And also, I watched a little bit of that um, Michael uh, that um, Michael Moore thing, mm-hmm. and he found an ad in a newspaper about a bank that gives away guns if you open up an account. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Yahoo, somewhere. And he went up to the he went up to the bank, and not only did they he opened his account, they asked him a few questions. They gave him a vicious background check of almost five minutes. They showed him the magazine. They showed him a magazine with like 500 guns in it, which they kept at the bank, and they gave him his gun right at the bank. Unbelievable. Just think of the symbolism involved there, okay? Giving away guns in a bank. He says, do you think it's safe giving someone a gun at a bank? (laughs) Unbelievable. Have a great day, pal. You too. Vote early and often, two, three, four times. Muff is going to go vote tomorrow. That's why she brought me my birthday card today, because you might not see me. He's going to be out voting tomorrow. There might be long lines. That's a real good way of cutting down the number of people who can vote, especially in Dade and Broward. Long lines, lots of confusion, not enough uh, machines, not enough people to understand how to operate the machines. They said yesterday that the people were voting like on Sunday or whatever day it was over the weekend. It was taking up to 15 minutes apiece to vote because it's such a lengthy ballot and because it's confusing because these people have never touched it before and the screen either. No, seriously, 15 minutes apiece, do you understand what that means? A long time. And... I guess I better do the break first before I get to Mike Mayo's commentary. It's about time you wrote something worth reading on the show, Mike. <laughs> I mean, this is the second column in uh, about a year since he's been doing the non-sports stuff, since he got demoted to the uh, Nobody Reads This page. Poor Mike Mayo, you know. That's what you get for dicking with his show, Mike. That's what you get for doing that. Don't you think that it's payback is a bitch? Karma. Look what happened to Bob Rubin. Worse than that kid with the Eagle Scouts. Bob Rubin said something about being Jewish, and the Herald put him like on the uh, you know back pages somewhere. Nobody ever sees him anymore. 
That's the same Herald that endorsed Jeb Bush for, re for re-election and the same Sun Sentinel. I still can't get over that. It must have been a dream. It must have been a bad dream. Is, is it possible? No. I, I don't think so. After they run this series of scathing, horrendous articles, ripping and exposing and tearing and chewing and gnashing, and, oh, well, uh, you know, let's vote for him. I don't want to say that like there's any exchange of money involved in that because I have no grounds to make that, but it sure raises some doubts in my mind as to what the hell's going on here. And speaking of money, didn't I predict this months ago that right before the election you're going to see the market and then a couple of days before the election you're going to see the stock market zooming back up again, all controlled, all manipulated like the market always is anyway. Last week, and again, oh, look at that, futures, the Nasdaq's up 50 points. Forget about futures, they're already open, of course. Nasdaq's up 50 points. The S&P's up 20. The Dow's up almost 200 points. Does anybody with a brain believe it? No. Of course not. All the millionaires and the billionaires, they're pouring it in there, baby. And then on uh, Wednesday, day after the election tomorrow, it's going to, like, go right back where it belongs. And then in the meantime, while they're showing these big numbers, they're saying, oh, by the way, are we in recession again, you think? Could be. That's why everybody's just rushing to call their broker to buy this crap. Sun Microsystems, $2.42 a share, by the way. You want some? For free? $2.42. Remember the conversation we had That's that right. day? I remember oh. the bargain at 60 What a bargain at 60 or 70 whatever it was. $2 and some odd cents. Just stay calm. Stay calm. 20 to 11 at 5... <laughs> at 560 WQAM. Tom Lehman always stays calm. He's calm, cool, and collected. Because he knows that you folks are going to keep coming back. Because he treats you right. That's the way to get customers back. Treat them right, which is a novel idea here in South Florida, where they usually treat you like crap. Anyway, Tom loves the people listening to this show, which is why he's created that Neil deal that's going on again at Hallett. Save big dollars on all Pontiacs and GMCs in stock. If you mentioned you heard about Tom Lehman and the folks at Hallett Pontiac on this show, he'll uh, fall on the floor, first of all, and give you even more of a saving. Stop by Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, where every vehicle is marked with the lowest price. But if you mention the Neil Rogers deal, just say, Neil Rogers. Jay Fiedler, Neil Rogers, like that, and you'll save even more. Or just mention Mo. Check out the complete line of G... What are you laughing about? I bet you he's he's a Mo man, you know what I'm talking about? It's time to get it on. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year, and the all-new Vibe SUV with the power of a big gas-guzzling sports car, but it sure ain't no Corvette. Boy, do I love Corvettes. Hallett's also got a great selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, and when it comes to credit, even if every other dealer in town turned you down because you're a clown... And you're renowned for being a deadbeat. The answer is they'll give you a deal at Hallett. They'll cut it for you and the deal, too. Get a Neil Rogers deal right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC across from the falls. Open every day of your life, seven days a week. Hallett Pontiac GMC, who continue to say, in spite of my protestations, we be professional grade. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Let's rate oh radio big shot. Oh, that's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of Oz. Wow, he floats good like a Cuban boy should. He floats good like he wishes mama would. He floats good like wood. Send him back. He loves good, even on a car hood.
don't forget, this is the life we have chosen. 1046 at 560 WQME. I saw that again over the last weekend, I think it was. Couldn't turn it off. I didn't ask. Didn't ask any questions. Uh, happy birthday, Neil, says Jane of Fort Lauderdale. And stay calm, she says. Okay, Jane, I'm as calm as a goddamn cucumber in a pickle patch. Okay, sweetheart, I'm calm. Not. Somebody's got to get a little whipped up and enthusiastic about this. Look at that phone, boy. Are they coming in like crazy no. or what? No, nah, it's the same old stuff. I mean, that I know. That I know about this place. Try to motivate people in here is like, like, like try to like have a party in a goddamn graveyard. 254 votes. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? It's very important, 89. I'm voting but not excited, 74. It's life and death, 44, which quite frankly is the right answer. Uh, I'm not voting. Why bother, 31? And what me worry? 16. <laughs> yeah, like that. Michael Mayo, who's usually writing like that, uh, has a pretty good column today. Nice going, Mike. About time. Jeb and Fed's fiddle in face of a looming election fiasco. He says, gee, what a surprise. Governor Jeb Bush isn't exactly bending over backward to make things easier on voters who face Election Day gridlock in Democrat-heavy South Florida. You think he's going to err on the side of democracy and fairness with his job on the line? You think he's going to allow extended hours at the polls and use of provisional ballots to alleviate backups when that could translate into thousands more votes for rival Bill McBride? Yeah, right. That's about as much chance of that happening as Florida State football coach Bobby Bowden agreeing to play a five-quarter game against Florida. Only this isn't a football game. This is the essence of democracy. And considering Florida's woeful recent past, everything that can be done should be done to make sure people can vote. It ought to make everyone's blood boil, U.S. Representative Elsie Hastings of Miramar said at an NAACP town hall meeting Friday in Fort Lauderdale. On primary day, Bush was magnanimous in the face of a meltdown, ordering polls to stay open extra two hours statewide because of problems in Broward and Miami-Dade counties. Of course, that decision had no bearing on his future, only those of McBride and Janet Reno. But this time, with an absurdly long and confusing ballot and an insufficient number of new touchscreen machines, Bush twiddles his thumbs and whistles, even as we all see it coming. Squirt, squirt. The governor has a lot of discretion in these situations, Hastings said, so don't tell me he couldn't do something. If Bush's exit polling suggests he's comfortably ahead and the weight gets uh, out of hand in South Florida, Hastings figures the governor might extend hours and allow paper ballots midstream to ward off charges of disenfranchisement. But there's no telling how many voters would already have been scared off from the polls. Mission accomplished. Wouldn't it be better to be proactive and make adjustments now? That's what Hastings and U.S. Representative Peter Deutsch, Democrat of Fort Lauderdale, asked the U.S. Department of Justice, and that's what Broward Election Supervisor Miriam Elephant in her shrewdest political move in months asked the governor. But Bush and the feds are taking a hands-off approach. The Justice Department will send monitors to watch us unravel, but apparently doesn't want to do anything that could actually help us vote. And Bush's general counsel, Charles Kennedy, wrote uh, Elephant that extended hours were unwarranted, then chided, we trust that you live up to your duty and commitment to run a sound election. That's a cheap shot. Elephant was rightfully stripped of most of her duties after a botched handling of the September primary, forced to hand him off to rehire Deputy Joe Cotter in the county commission. She has little to do with this election, a $125,000 a year figurehead. In this case, though, Elephant is right in trying to do what's best for the voters. The elections office is a dysfunctional mess with Cotter and Elephant barely speaking or knowing what the other is doing. The soap opera will only get better after Election Day. The big question, will a reelected Bush give Elephant the axe before Elephant gets a chance to give Cotter the axe? But first, all must get through Tuesday. There will be ironic payback if this election turns out to be another disaster. It will. Like the father says, it will, Billy, it will. The county commission led by Lori Paris stormed in to take control, enjoying Elephant's demise a little bit too much. Now, even if a precinct opens up on time, every worker shows up and every machine functions perfectly, the run-on ballot might trigger a meltdown. This time, Parrish and the commission will get the blame, which is perfect because they were the ones too cheap to buy enough new machines. It's inexcusable that Broward has more registered voters than Dade, yet bought 2,000 fewer machines. 
Hard to say who will get more perverse pleasure out of Tuesday, Bush or Miriam Elephant. Pretty good column there, Mike Mayo. Like I said, it's about time. I'll give you like a little, yeah, not too much. A little one of those. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. This audience is whipped up into a frenzy. No. They're smoking. No. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't want to go on the air, but I just want to know if anybody called and told you about Howard David being on your competitor there about five minutes ago doing a long football talk, talking about the football weekend. And he, all he was on the Fox Sports Station? Yep. Yep, on Tony Bruno, whatever that show is. Mo Howard David was on with uh, Tony Bruno? Yeah. Nice. He was on when I first got a call, but I was on hold, but yeah. What? I remember what happened when... uh The, the Humper. The that. Humper ain't yeah. never going to do that again, right? Yeah, well... He wasn't even just talking about the Dolphins. He was talking about the whole football weekend, whatever. So that's all I just wanted to tell you about that. Well, that's, that's probably good for us. That means a lot of people turned off from them over to us. Right. All right. Have Thanks for the good news. Thanks for the report. How do you like that? Mo Howard David. I'm getting pounded. Good. Goes on with the enemy. See, this radio station just uh, is just out of control. Remember we had this with my good friend, the Humper, a couple of years ago, and he was on there with Romy, no less. He was on there with Romy at one of those uh, jock fests. Where they all get together and they're like, uh, you know, going on each other's shows. You know, with a humper, we could overlook it one. Just this one time, we looked the other way for the humper. Do we look the other way for uh, Mo Howard no. David? No. Maybe for Mogan David, I might look the other way, but not for Mo Howard David. Shameless. Shameless consorting with the enemy. And of course, that makes sense to me because he's not a part of this radio station anyway. So why shouldn't he be on with somebody else and everybody else? Who the hell gives a crap? But thanks for the spy report, pal. It fits right in. It fits right in with his uh, bogus operandi. WQAM. Same thing, Neil. Fireport officer says he listens to them every day. What is it? He says he listens to them every day. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, in other words, he's not only uh, consorting with them, he's promoting their radio station. Oh, he says. Maybe the, thanks for the good news. Maybe he can go to work in the morning on that station, okay? Got to improve on that point one they got or whatever it is. Point nine, I'm sorry. Don't exaggerate. Even though Jim Sarney says they're moving up on Mo, point nine. Maybe that's why they're putting them on there. How do you like that? And you notice we had two calls in a row. They just heard Mo, and now they're over talking to us. What does that tell you? He's enough to drive anybody off the dial. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Uh, that article that you read a few minutes ago about all the things that they did at their their old uh, W up there. Yeah. Where's the origin of that so I can download that? And then when I argue with some of my stupid Republican friends, I'll just hand them that. That, that wasn't an article. That was uh, some listener fact. Uh, just send me that fax. From where? Did it, I mean, what newspaper? Or what no, no, he, he wrote it. Some listener wrote it. Oh, well, I'd love to get a copy of that just coming because I, it explains everything. I get really frustrated with these assholes. You know, I don't understand. Assholes, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get a copy of that from anywhere? No. Five six seven oh five sixty. Well, what are you laughing about? I, it's in a wastebasket already. I'm not going to start sending out copies. We're not like running some kind of a printing press here, some kind of a goddamn newspaper of the year. It's a radio show. It's a little flunky ass radio show. That's totally out of control. I mean, the ship is adrift at the sea. There's even even the Humphrey Bogart would be an improvement. Okay, squeezing his goddamn balls a little bit. That's right. At least we get some strawberries anyway. That See, I counted, good, huh? I counted that the good strawberries, strawberries and ice cream. Yeah. Sounds very good to me. I don't have any food in here today. Didn't bring anything for my sack. I, I guess I'm not going to eat. Who the hell needs to eat? What do you think? Well, if you ate a little something there, I see you I had, had like a snack. Uh, my spring roll with a big uh, slice of turkey in there. Oh, you had your little snack, yeah. And then I got a, a wrap for later, but uh, hey. <laughs> you said I'm skinny as a rail. <laughs> uh, 
What, who's getting skinny as a rail? I said you said I was skinny as a rail. The uh, the two minutes that I popped it on. During no, that my was vacation. Carlos who's skinny. Oh no, I was talking about how you shouldn't be getting they any free take food. My sack away and and that's right, the and they the should take care yes. of goddamn the beast. Okay, I still Life can't get a straight answer out of that. Poor uh, Troy Stratford comes in this morning. I'm grilling him about that. About Troy with the two earrings over there at Balance for Life. I'm grilling him, and he's going, but it but it like that. And then he tells me he's going to be on the air on the Dolphin uh, five hour pregame uh, cluster fork. What, what do we care? You know, you notice it's always some diversion. Always something having to do with a bunch of silly ass sports. Hey, look at that. Yeah. What's that over there? <laughs> you know the spot I'm talking about? Yes. What's that? The guy with the thing on his. Uh... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> WQIM. Yes, Neil. About the Mo Howard thing, I also heard him. He's talking about, uh, yeah, being listening to them every day and, uh, that he really, he kind of ranked on the station saying he couldn't hear their station, but uh, he says the psychic manage uh, this and that, but and he sounds pretty dumb, man. They were asking him questions, and he was like lost in space. I'm getting pounded. It, Good. It was pretty funny. See you, Neil. Thanks. A lot of Mo Howard spy reports there, and which means indicate I don't understand it. How are these people hearing that if they're listening to the world-famous Neil Rogers show? I guess these are people who don't want to vote. You know, during the breaks, to... I'm sure. I see. During the break, they're turning over there because they don't want to hear our fine commercials. So that, that pisses me off, especially the Treasure Island spot you got coming up. What? No, they know all about it. Oh. Now, let's see. It's not this week. It's next no, week. It's going to be right. next week. Okay, I just want to mention that uh, no Treasure Island this week for George. Thursday night, from what I'm hearing... They had a pretty wild time there. Miguel isn't permitted to go anymore. His girlfriend got jealous and all bent out of shape. What, didn't you know that? Oh, is that what was going on? Yeah, he's not permitted to go there anymore. See, he didn't tell me the real story. That's the real story. His like girlfriend a, said, no mas, baby, no mas. She said, and of course, what, what the no mas is connected with all depends on uh, wow. what you do on Thursday. I thought right? I had it bad. Yeah. Well, let's face it, you do. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Will and rate me. I am Mo Howard, the David, decrepit and I'm ancient. All over my old face are blue and reddish, purple face. I don't know why they hate me, or why they always rate me. It must be because I got this blue and reddish, purple face. A vein pop on my arm, like a Ram McNally map, a lock of one. I got veins on my nose, nobody knows that under my clothes I wear pantyhose. But that don't mean that I'm gay. If you think my arms are bad, you ought to see my legs. I might as well keep them smooth and shaved to show a little class the next time I'm raping. I could go to a surgeon, but that gives me the shivers. I would not want to walk out looking like Joan Rivers. Uh, where am I? I fired the beast, the fat little freak. I did him a favor. Now he can't afford to eat. The reason I dismissed that stinking fat bastard is because he wouldn't shut up and he can't play canasta. Hey, somebody talking over there. Nobody talks when I rap. I rap and you talk. Hey, look at me. I'm hip, hip. I ain't no square. I'm a ding-dong daddy, man. I'm really dead. I fire anyone I want. I don't care. Especially if they make me flip my wig made of smelly green hair. I got fired myself. It even happens to the greats. Westwood once said you'll get out of here or else we break your legs. So now I sit by the pool. Life's as good as it gets. With my paladin cocktail, placing bets on the Jets. In paradise. Paradise. I don't kiss nobody's ass in paradise. Do-do-do-do-do. 
I'll be slipping down the spookins when I get the chance. But the cleaners aren't ready with my lime green pants. How long does it take? Guilty calling complaint. It was just a little thought, so what I left this thing. Now you think that's funny? Want a knuckle sandwich, buddy? I can do what I want, because the management loves me. Gonna tell you something, Mo? Something you ought to know. For the longest time, I wanted you to be my hoe. You ain't my type, pal. Now I'm straight. Hell no. What are you doing? Don't take no for an answer. Get out of here. Not you. Get out of there. Right up, bitch. Guess what the uh, name of the column by Maureen Dowd in the New York Times is yesterday? Eminem, Shakira, and Osama. Oh, okay. great timing how that all fits in. Do I have to draw your diaphragm? And she wrote it from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, no less, the great Maureen Dowd. She says, the DKNY shopping bag was delivered to my motel room at 1.30 a.m. Inside was a ribbon box from the Alnada Philanthropic Society for Women containing a black silk abaya with red and blue embroidery on the sleeves and a long black chiffon scarf. The tag said size 59, an alarming, hopefully metric site you would never see in that city, other city of palm trees, swimming pools, pampered royalty, 24-hour traffic, and male dominance, Los Angeles, where the dresses trend toward size zero. I wasn't sure if the gift was a polite message that on Friday, the holy day when men go to the mosques with their sons and women stay at home and pray, I might not want to be the only bare-haired woman in town or if it was simply part of the Saudis' $5 million charm offensive to persuade us they're not in the enemy. I had written a column thoughtfully arguing that if the Bush administration wanted to attack a country with ties to al-Qaeda in undemocratic, repressive ways, we should invade Saudi Arabia. Taking care of business in a flash, the Saudis sent me that rarest of journalistic privileges, a visa. It's a weird rod serling type feeling to drive through a city of 4 million people and never see a woman, though I did see a shop called Ladies Photographs, where women can pose without the veil. It's a weird feeling to be barred from the hotel gym and pool and to see separate entrances for women at banks and separate women's malls within malls. It's odd to think that your hair is rude. We're old-fashioned, shrugged one Saudi courtier, making his country sound quaint rather than archaic. We're opening ourselves up, but slowly. There are flashes of modernity. A teenager leather fedora propped on his red and white headscarf jumps out to a, of a car to do a hip-hop dance in traffic as an older man mutters, we never had crazy kids before. Teenage girls dressed like Shakira under their robes. A satellite channel brought by on, what do you call it, she said, as her companions chimed in, Jerry Springer and Montel Williams. What's so great about democracy? At least we're informed, she said. Ms. Almadi said she'd like to drive someday and see Saudi women get more legal rights, but she thinks the issue of women's rights has become a way for the American media to turn Saudis into the enemy. I feel you are obsessed with the Abaya and what we were under it, she said. The problem lies in you. Osama used to be funded by the CIA. Right, Maureen Dowd from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, in yesterday's New York Times, okay? Five, six, seven, boy, you sure got a lot of open lines considering tomorrow's election day, getting a lot of calls about Mo Howard David's spy reports being on the Fox uh, Tony Bruno laughing hyena show. Not too many calls about what's going on in the world. There's Jesse Ventura. You consider life experiences outside of government and politics. My appointee may be better qualified than either of those two major, quote, major oh, parties. Oh, he's doing the Jeb Bush thing with a quote, major party. He's appointing some uh, schmuck, somebody off the street to fill the term, which is like for two weeks after the election until the 19th. And in the meantime, while he's doing that, simultaneously the debate's going on. So he's upstaging Mondale and uh, Coleman by doing this thing now. He has a keen sense of what is in the best interest of ordinary Minnesotans and will put the people's interest before the party's interest. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the interim United States Senator from Minnesota, Independence Party member Dean Barkley. Thank you. See, all of this was done in a fit of pique, because he and his wife walked out of that, uh, you know, that whole... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, a fit of pique. 
Very sad, but what do you expect from a guy who's like a <clears throat> very disappointing former professional wrestler who can't stop uh, the grandstanding and being the center of attention? Yeah, real disappointment to us all, Jesse. So somebody faxes me the salon.com thing that I just read like 20 minutes ago. Thank you. Got to listen to this station, okay? Listen to the Tony Bruno and call over here with spy reports. That's all well and good. But if you want to know what the hell we're doing on the show, the best way to do it is listen to this show. WQAM. Neil? Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? This is your Air Force soldier buddy. How you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, Neil, I just want to tell you one thing, man. I've been tell me something. I've been listening to you from North Dakota to New Mexico to Germany to Amsterdam to France. All right. All via the Internet. Great. I don't know if you remember me. I've been sure. Listening. I'm a loyal listener for about 11 years, man. Um, well, I'm finally back in Miami. I'm Sorry still, about that. I'm, well, I'm still in the Air Force. Uh, now I'm a fine recruiter, so I want to find some nice uh, young women and uh, gentlemen. <laughs> to, to, uh, to join our team and join our fight. What do you think about that, Neil? I think finding some uh, nice young gentlemen and women uh, would be a great idea. Yeah, it would be bring great. us some tchotchkes. I beg your pardon? The recruiters always have tchotchkes, like pens and Oh, yeah, like, so what are you getting given away as an incentive now? Well, Neil, um, I'm getting, like uh, George said, I got pens and pencils and water bottles and all that good stuff. And, and if uh, you guys like, I drop How about, how about like, some sex toys would be good? Uh... They don't have logos on them, though. Well, you can you can paint them on. <laughs> if you, can... you want, Neil, I'll drop by the uh, station. I heard they and... have that new Patriot missile. Yeah, drop by and leave us some good stuff. I'll drop by the station and drop you and George off some uh, some good stuff, some water bottles and coffee mugs and all that good stuff. All right. How's that sound? And uh, some of those enema bags too would be good. We'll oh, give them away at our next appearance. I mean, if you guys uh, if you guys just you know uh, if you put me on hold and give me a good address, I can reach you guys. That I'll I'll hook you guys up. What do you think about okay, that? Okay, hang on, pal. Good to hear from you. All right, Neil. Take care. He's on line seven. Take care of our paisan here from the Air Force, who's uh, not going to be here too long. He'll get out of here. After line he... seven, the, the line you just hung up on. I did hang up on him. Well, he'll call uh, you back. I just hung up on him. I put well, it. On, I, I hit the whole thing there. Well, maybe it didn't work, or maybe I hit the uh, drop. Who knows? Maybe he's he'll, on eight. He'll call you right back. He's not on eight. This is somebody else on eight. Hello. Hello. That wasn't him. Was See, you else. scared him away anyway. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. So the Momeister goes on and consorts with Tony Bruno, the hyena on Fox Sports, with their fractional numbers. I was gonna say maybe he's looking for an audience. Maybe he knows something we don't about his numbers. Maybe he figures that uh, like a point nine is better than what he's gonna have. But we certainly hope not. I won't mention the fact he's costing us all money. Ten minutes after 11 at 560 WQAM. Hey, let's face it, you've heard us talk about Fast Train until your ears fall off, right? That's correct. Well, the facts are easy. If you have the dedication, Fast Train can provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to absolutely explode. Their average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train can help you in getting you a new, a great, a sensational, money-making computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in and visit their trained career counselor and determine which track is ideal for you. Call Fast Train toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to set up an appointment. They've got four convenient locations for you, so no matter where you live, there's bound to be a Fast Train nearby you. They're in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. And don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students just like yourself who are currently in their dream jobs thanks to their training at Fast Train. So call them today, toll-free. It's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Or check them out of that wicked World Wide Web, if you like, at FastTrain.com. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Pondale's kicking some ass. So, uh, where's the uh, Davy Gravy line? And the preview says 
tell us what those crop circles mean? Were they made by humans or maybe by some little man who are green? It was written by M. Night Shyamalan, a thing on the guy who did six cents. But he also did Unbreakable, which ended up quite bent. Eleven sixteen at five sixty WQM. I mean, there's the Walter Mondale. Who's been for civil debate in the Senate? I've always. Who's doing a pretty good job for an old country, by the way? But I'm not going to put that on here because uh, is anybody in this state voting for senator from Minnesota? No. No. Well, I might as well put it on here. We got one call on the board. You know, I'm not going to say that this is amazing because it's not amazing here, is it? Nothing is amazing in this place, other than ethnic hate and what are you giving away free? That's it. That's why I stopped taking calls on this show for almost eight months. What's the point? Day before Election Day. Uh, Mo Howard's on with uh, uh, Tony Bruno. Uh, yeah, great. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. It's time to get it on. Attaboy, Mo, you're right. Man, talk about a, a hopeless case. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I had talking about spy reports that your George Beasley was on the, the Bloomberg Gambling Network a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Touting how good his uh, company is doing. Well, how come nobody gets their bonus on time, except for me? I don't know. He's yeah. talking about how good Philadelphia Station was, Fort Myers, and then he said something very interesting about his all-sports station, WQAM. Mm-hmm. He said it had been an albatross around the company's neck for quite a while. <laughs> Did he really say that? That's what he said. He says because of their unfavorable sports contracts. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he says since they've renegotiated, it looks like they're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right, because Greg Reed went out and signed these ridiculous contracts with the Marlins and the Dolphins and paying an arm and leg for all these sports and wound up being losing propositions. And uh, how many times have I said that, that I had to be here to help pay for the Marlin loss? That's it. Yeah. And he and he was saying, he says, now we're going to, uh, you're going to see the company dollars. grow. But he actually said albatross around his neck. Very well said. Okay, Neil. Thanks for the spy report. Right. Thank you, sir. Bye. There you go. George Beasley said that this station was an albatross. Remember Albatross with Stanley Dancer? No. And Har- Harry Harvey before that? That's for my good buddies uh, Dick Feinberg and uh, Steve Wolf over at Pompano Park. They'll know. They'll know what I'm talking about. Albatross on the outside. Here he comes. He was kind of a funny-looking horse, you know. Great horse, but he was funny-looking. Kind of like Dick Feinberg. Kind of funny-looking. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on it. Here's a fax that says... How do you like that? So the Beasley said, Man, I like that, George Beasley. I always liked him, didn't I? No. That's what I told Bob Vermouth. And he said, eh, but you don't know. The fact says, uh, hello, Neil. I've been listening since the uh, Alien days when all the South Florida was whipped into a frenzy. Yeah, that's what they get excited about. I don't have, back during those days, we didn't have to give the numbers out. Just sit down and, bada bing, there go the phones. Ah! 
for four hours every day. It says, I constantly, consistently listen to your show as I drive around lovely South Florida. Lovely in quotes. Everybody's doing that now with the fingers, you know. I'd like to give them this finger. You make people think. Even if they don't agree with you, you make people think about what they believe. And I happen to agree 100% with you because you are absolutely, <laughs> you are absolutely correct about everything it says here. Yes, I am. Keep up the great work. You entertain, you inform, you make us think. Have a great weekend. Sincerely, Janet in Hollywood. Thank you, Janet. I'm exhausted now. Man, I'm drained from that. That was sensational. I mean, we don't like too much of that crap, but a little bit of sucking isn't uh, all that bad. You know what I'm saying? Too much sucking, not good. But a little bit of sucking can't be all that bad. Ex-priest jailed in Detroit sex case. I guess he felt the same way, you know what? Only problem was a 13-year-old boy. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. WQAM. QAM, yes, sir. How are you doing today? Great. Good. Listen, I, I hate to break your bubble and burst your bubble, but I've given, been giving a lot of thought about the lady who called down from the Fox Network regarding uh, uh, to you about your show. Yeah. I, I think what the problem behind the whole big picture is that Greg Reed has syndicated your show and you just don't know about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. I'm okay, out. well, we got a Beasley report and a Greg Reed report. We're getting some inside stuff there, huh? One out of two in bed. And a Howard David report. And a Howard David report. It's nothing about the election tomorrow, all, uh, all this other stuff. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Now that you mention it. What's Hank doing today? Let's see, what is Hank doing today? He's at Shula's. He's got Nat Moore between four and five. Well, Hank's just doing part of the Dolphin pregame. In fact, Joe Zagaki starts the Dolphin pregame officially at one o'clock because he's filling in for the Mad Dog who's up there in Green Bay freezing his nuts off with uh, Mo. Up there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, on the frozen tundra, baby, as Bart Starr gets ready to dissect the Dolphins and just pick them apart, just like Tom Brady did against Buffalo yesterday and the highly overrated Ballyhooed Drew Bledsoe. It gets a lot of yards down there on a goddamn score sheet, but in between the, like, 5- and 10-yard lines, okay? Can't stick it in there. One time he stuck it in there. Other than that, he can't stick it in there, as opposed to Tom Brady, who showed yesterday that when push comes to shove, he can stick it in there. Let's get this crowd whipped up into a frenzy, okay? Let's get every dark person to go out there and vote 9, 10, 15, 20 times tomorrow to make up for lost time before they get all these uh, right-wingers in there and they bring back the old poll tax. Then we'll have to have, like, instead of the Neil Rogers show, we'll have the Uncle Remus show. WQAM. Hey, Neil, what's going on? How are you doing, sir? Good, very good. Uh, we could talk about the election, uh, since, uh, no one else is, it seems like, uh. Isn't that incredible? I've been on for two and a half hours, and nobody's got anything to say about this election tomorrow, except Richard Friedman, who was very boring, but who uh, had good intentions. Well, you know, the Dolphins are on tonight, and I guess that's got everyone. Yeah, that's right. Something. Why should we be worried about the future freedoms of this democracy when we got a goddamn football game on tonight? Right, good point. Exactly. I mean, but in reality, with this election, do you think there's any chance that rationality and sanity will prevail anyway? No. Now, in that case, uh, is there the, Amer the American place? people of any of any supposedly free country of any westernized country in the world, the American people collectively are the dumbest people on the face of the earth. It's not even a contest. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Dumb, <laughs> like Fredo. Not smart like me, but dumb like Fredo. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, uh, you know any places up in Canada that's nice to live in, or what? Any place, any place across the border. Moose Jaw is good. Even Edmonton. Not this time of the year. Oh, okay. Hang in there, pal. Okay, I'll see you at the border it. patrol. How about a Callowit? Might be nice. All them engines up there. Don't be starting to pick on the engines again now. Engine killer. Then you get the Fox News again, all whipped up to a frenzy again. Yeah, I guess see how they, they, are. Don't, they don't have any right wing Indians. I guess. Maybe Chuck Heston knows a few. Ex-priest jailed in Detroit sex case. Oh. Oi.
a retired air patrol. How about a Callowit? Might be nice. All them engines up there. Don't be starting to pick on the engines again now. Engine killer. Then you get the Fox News again, all whipped up to a frenzy again. Yes. I guess at least 30 Catholic priests in Michigan have left or been removed or suspended from duty since January 1st amid sexual abuse and misconduct allegations. Three other men who once served as priests in the Detroit area also were charged in August. How do you like that, huh? He was just looking for a little company, a little companionship. They get lonely. Yeah, they get lonely. The company of God isn't enough. Ain't good enough. Although he did say, oh, God, that was good. 335 votes on the poll. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? Does anybody feel anything in this place? No. They're numb. There's Walter. On our future. Yeah. 335 votes. Uh, election tomorrow is very important. I I'm telling you, I listened for Walter. He's doing pretty good for a 90-year-old man. He's making all the sense in the world. And Coleman, see, he sits there and looks ancient, and Coleman sits there and looks like a guy that's still alive. That's the problem. So even, don't confuse people with the verbiage, with what's being said. They just look at the screen. They see the one guy over there who's a good, never stole a freight train guy, who one week he's a Republican, then he's a Democrat. He's been all over the place, this Coleman guy. And then they see Walter Mondale, who we used to like a lot when he was under the age of 100, but now he's like, uh, you know, a step away from the box. But that's Minnesota's problem. Eh? In the meantime, Jesse Ventura appointed some independent schmuck to fill in, just out of uh, spite, out of pique. I'm surprised they didn't put the rock in there. Aren't you? Oh, or Ross Perot. No, the rock, some professional wrestling clown. That's right up his alley. That's uh, he wants something he knows. 118 said tomorrow's election is very important. Uh, I'm voting, but not excited. 94. And of course, who could be excited with the candidates we got in this state? It's life and death. 59. Life and death. Ah! I'm not voting. Why bother? 43. And what me worry? 21. I mean, why the hell should we be worried about these things, huh? 26 past 11 at 560 WQAM. Hey, I'll tell you a place you go and get away from all these problems. Just pig out. You know, one thing about fat people and the rest of us, too, the rest of you, too. <laughs> like I said, us fat people and the rest of you guys. No, a great way to forget about all your problems is to eat. Oh, eat, manja, manja. And we never got any food coming in here. Too late now. Much too late now. But anyway, Emerald Coast with three locations for it is a feast that we remember for a long time. At least you remember it until you go back and do it again, which will be soon, I'm sure. They're in Sunrise, North Miami Beach, in the newest location in Pembroke Pines. Six, six different kinds of soups. they got, like, egg drop and uh, wonton and uh, sweet and sour and lots of other good stuff. And then they've got dozens and dozens of succulent entrees, not just Oriental Delights, but lots of other good stuff, too. Oriental Surf and Turf on the weekends with Alaskan King Crab, New York Strip Steak, made to your order at the Gourmet Center, a sizzling Asian grill with teriyaki steak, shrimp, chicken, seafood, hand-carved prime rib. The Emerald Coast Buffet promotes healthy living, too. They cook all of their fine stuff with cholesterol-free oils, no crap, no MSG, no garbage. And their buffet features a full salad bar, a new sushi bar, and fresh shrimp cocktail, too. One requirement at the Emerald Coast, bring along a, uh, a shoehorn or a crowbar to make some extra room in your pants so you can shovel in some dessert, pies, pig, uh, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and fresh fruit, even watermelon. It's the perfect ending to an unforgettable meal at the Emerald Coast. Three locations in Sunrise. You'll find them at Pine Island and 44th Street, on uh, Collins Avenue just north of 163rd, North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Road in Pembroke Pines. They accept reservations. Takeout delivery available as well. Call 954-572-3822. And don't forget to check out the new Oriental Chicken Salad, too. 954-572-3822. Lots of uh, imitations out there, but there's only one. Like I said, there's only three Emerald Coast Chinese buffets. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. <laughs> Up the butt. Beep. Negro. Yes. Bullying. Foul is the mother's Negro. Another train monkey. Beep. 
if I'll be a right wing show, shining the shoes of white man Bush. Oh! Owl is the masses Negro, spreads his cheeks to kiss his tush. Owl is the masses Negro, stepping and fetching at the whim of his white master. Owl is the masses Negro. Take us to the needs of the globalist crackers. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. And of Gotham's subservient coon. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. A twisting black slave who flips spook. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. Yo! Coolimpy, 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 a slave negro. Colin Powell, oh, that would he be do. 1131 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you. Haven't you heard that one before? Of course. Oh, well, it's still, it's a, long time. still got a little chuckle. What are you eating now? My rap. Oh, my God. He's doing the old uh, colon rap in there. Mm. You ever have a colon rap? Most said he enjoys them. 350 votes on the poll. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? Evidently not too strongly because we're not getting squat about the election. Oh, and also I had a slip of the tongue, but you know something? I think it might have been, uh, it might have been a Freudian slip. It was pink. Faxer says you said Bart Starr, you meant Brett Favre. Well, what's the difference, you know? In fact, they could probably start Bart Starr tonight. It says go Brett Starr Favre, kick those dolphins ass, whatever your name is. Check the tape you said Bart Starr. I believe you, I'm sure I may have. You know, when you get to be old and febrile, like me, when tomorrow you're going to be 60 years old. Oh. As a matter of fact, the Maple Leafs are bringing back Johnny Bauer and goal. We got two guys who couldn't stop a watermelon from 100 yards away. Trevor, you got to be kidding. And Eddie, the uh, the uh, Beagle Belfour. Man, do they stink or what, huh? And then, of course, the Panthers lose to Atlanta, a girls team. <laughs> Atlanta's first win of the season. First, they tie the Leafs on Wednesday, or whatever night it was. And then they come in here and beat the Panthers 3-1 to on Saturday, a team that couldn't score into an empty net with nobody else on the ice. Let's not start that hockey talk on the day before the election, okay? That's a bad idea. Let's get Rimmer on the phone. Hockey show. I got his number. No. Yeah, I got his number, too. Right next to Mitch Hirsch's. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Don't forget, join the overnight guys. Joe and Mark, 9 to 11 night. Gatsby's and Kendall stop by to win prizes. Enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's Monday Night Football as the Dolphins visit the Packers at Gatsby's and Kendall. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Why don't we keep the polls open for a whole month and uh, we can vote in the jails and everything? Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah, especially your vote. That's exactly what I want. I want you to vote from in there. Is that what I want? No, what I want is that everybody who's a registered voter gets a fair and decent chance to vote. Very simple. Nothing confusing about that. Very simple. Of course, probably too complex for your nimble mind, but nevertheless, my little spick friend. 5670560. Oh, We've got a lot of open lines here. Only an hour and 26 minutes to go to solve the problems of the world before the election tomorrow. Respectfully say negotiating from weakness in, in these issues. Yeah, yeah we got to change the tone. This Norm Coleman, a Republican in Minnesota who's up there debating Mondale, uh, we got to change the tone. Didn't we hear that before? Change the tone in Washington. We heard that from uh, George W., who then told us either you're with us or against us. Simple as that. You're either with us or you're good guys or the bad guys. You're on our side or you're an evildoer. WQAM. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, hold on a second. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Good to talk to you. Listen, my friend, I have to call you because I know the calls are painful, but believe me, the bedtime stories sometimes they make me a little tired. Yeah. So it's good to have.
um, about Friday, the woman who called you from Fox News Channel. Heather? Yes, let me tell you, man, you were smoking that day. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was smoking. I, you ought to see what I was smoking. I tell you, I couldn't even move. I'm listening to you, and I hear it, and it's just incredible. You really ripped her a new one. So listen, do me one favor, if yeah. you would like to. I don't like to ask too much of you because you give enough. But if I you do give enough. To, yes, you do. I gave it to uh, Orifice. If you can play the, the one bit about uh, nobody rips you better. Okay. I haven't heard that one in so no long. No problem, pal. You got it. Anything you want. Okay, Papito. I love you. Bye-bye. See you. <laughs> Another spick. 5670560, it says, I just want to remind you that if the Republicans win Congress, there will be nothing to stop the right-wingers to create constitutional amendments like permanent tax cuts for the rich, uh, yada, 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 woman's choice. If so, it will take a supermajority of the House and Senate to overturn the laws created by the far right. If the Republicans win, it will be almost impossible to reverse the freight train of economic ruination by the ultra-right. Happy birthday tomorrow, P.S. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to change something here, right? Am I going to change anything? No. I can't even get people to express an opinion on it, much less to do anything about it uh, tomorrow. They got no opinion. It's, and by the way, ball game. Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. I mean, ball games are a nice diversion. It's fun, et cetera, and so on. But on this station, we get like 20 hours of, oh, gee, we're getting screwed by the BCS poll. What are we going to do about the hurricane? Yeah. Do you know anybody? Other nope, than, I don't other, know anybody. Other than the beast who went to the University of Miami that's got an IQ larger than their thumbnail. One person, okay. yes. Tony Cigaretto? No, you don't know him. I said IQ larger than their thumbnail, so at least Tony out. Tony's okay. He's just silly. That's why I could never watch Channel 6 News. He's a silly person. Whatever happened to Campbell Martian, by the way, speaking about people with bad lips? And you know who I saw this morning for the first time in a long time? Bob Mayer. I saw my friend Bob Weaver the other day. And, oh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Bob, yeah, we're not getting any younger, baby. But they screwed him over so bad at Channel 4. He's such a good guy. And he's got to work till he's 100 now, poor Bob. That's next week, I think. And Bob Mayer, who, like, was sitting on four phone books this morning, getting old and gay, a gray, and, you know, we're getting older, guys. Those are good guys at Channel 6. And then, of course, our good buddy Joe Rose, you know. Yeah. I saw him. <laughs> Did you? Over the weekend. Yeah, I, I heard about you and him ripping Moe and ass behind Moe's back. That's That's not very nice. Yeah, you heard about it from me. Yeah. And from Joe. Well, not from Joe directly, just indirect. He comes in and, bada -bada -bada -bada. yeah, he's got a big mouth. No, I like Joe. I love Joe Rose. In fact, remember the fun times we used to have when it was fun. Joe and Defoe and even little uh, twerpy ass Hanging out here in the hallway. Right. Now, and oh, man, since you were on vacation all last week, the new deal is he will not come. This is, I'm not making this up. You could ask uh, Robert. He will not leave that studio between a quarter to seven and nine o'clock. Yeah, what if nature calls? Well, he's got the bag in there you're forgetting. Oh, it spilled over one day last week. Right on the floor, Geldy was bah, 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 bah. he was making all kinds of guttural sounds, screaming and yelling. Had to call what's the, the janitor, get him back in here, Rick. What? I, it, uh, I I got an idea for something. Okay. That's the new motto on the Mo Howard show. It's in the bag, or at least it used to be. No, seriously, if you ever you probably never noticed, but maybe he doesn't do it all morning. But when there's a chance that I'm in the building, you know how that it's set up in there, that studio. Geldy is sitting off to his right. Okay. And he sits in the chair like... Oh, yeah, I, I noticed. Have you noticed that? Like leaning over... So no, I they have a microphone. It was, it, was either, it was either so that he didn't have to see the big window behind him from the bullpen where either you or I could be lurking, or it's to make room for the <clears throat> bag on the end of the chair. There are microphones all around that table, as you know. Right. So he could sit with his back to the, any window he wanted to. No. No. Not going to risk that chance. So 
if he won't even take a chance in turning around and seeing one of us out of the corner of his eye, he sure ain't going to be, like, you know, frolicking around in the hallways lest he run into one of us and especially me. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I voted on Saturday. You can go to the library and vote. Right. It was a two-hour wait, but I got to vote. It was a two-hour wait? Because they only had three machines per precinct. And the precinct that I'm, I'm supposed to vote in, they only had... Everybody was there, mm-hmm. so it was a two-hour wait. Okay. I voted. Yeah. So, you know, they can go avoid lines. They can go today if they want. They can yeah, go they, to the library. You're absolutely right. They can do it. Go right to the library. Of course, most of the people down here, they, don't, they haven't been in the library in 20 years. So, <laughs> Thanks a lot, pal. Vote again tomorrow. Already. Okay. Of course, I didn't ask him we voted for. Well, vote again anyway, just for the hell of it. 369 votes on there. I didn't make that number up about tomorrow's election. And a lot of people said, eh, you know, like that. Can't get too excited because they, and I, you know, when they voted last time, and I'm not even sure if the vote counted back then, how can you expect people to get excited again? I got some article here somebody faxed me. Where the hell is it? Oh, yeah, it's uh, Liz Daup's column. Remember Liz Daup at the Sun Sentinel? He used to yeah, be Daryl. Liz Daup, what do we remember her from? What did she write about? Wasn't it during the whole election thing or something? No. Anyway, she says, land of the losers, why can't we get anything right in South Florida? I might just read that as a bedtime story here today. Although we want to take a lot of calls between now and one. No. We want to take millions of calls. We want to get the audience fired up into a frenzy to show that Florida is not the piece of turd that most people think it is, even though we know it is. But we don't want to admit that. We want to pretend this is like civilization, like a real place with living and breathing people who care about education, who care about the important things, as in, and not just a bunch of stupid ball games. And how's Bart Starr doing, by the way? Teenagers today need choices that reflect the reality of their complex lives. Abstinence is often preached, but is really not realistic in today's society. And same-sex encounters are uncomfortable for most boys and girls. What's a teen to do? Technical Virgins of America has the answer, in the butt. A way you can technically still be a virgin and enjoy a rich and satisfying intimate relationship. In the butt avoids unwanted pregnancies, but still affords fun for both parties. So, the next time you're ready to strip down for action, remember the motto of the Technical Virgin, everything but. Technical Virgins of America, offering alternatives for today's teens. 11.45 at 5.60, WQM, we got Joe Zagaki for a gymnastics because there's nobody else available today because Mad Dog's up there in Green Bay where Bart Starr's getting ready to fill in in case Brett Favre can't go tonight. And this debate, you know, this is a pretty interesting format, this Coleman-Mondale debate. You want to know why? Why? Because they have two moderators sitting there, and they, like, started off with different questions. And then the two uh, c- candidates debating, they, like, go back and forth, and they're sitting around the table, very comfortable, very conversational, back and forth, and uh, it's great. And they're making the audience withhold their applause until the very end, et cetera, and so on. It's uh, the mental differences. being done well. So anyway, speaking of Tony Bruno and at Fox, I'm telling you, they're right on our heels, not. During the summertime from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. during this uh, highly rated show, George, keep in mind that George was on most of the time. So, But anyway, men 2554, a 5.9 share. Guess what Tony Bruno at Fox had, WRFX, a 1.7. So that means that even little George had four times, almost four times the audience that they had. They got average quarter hours of, uh, what is it? Average quarter hour, I can't find it on there. Pretty weak. Pretty freaking weak, okay? Tony Bruno said this, and Tony Bruno laughed at that. Ho, 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 yeah. And that's on a a sports station. 
And 9 to 1 also includes Romy, I forgot from him, the one who's probably got the biggest hour of the four. I'll, I'll, I'll do that thing where we I got the hour by hour big thing. national, because uh, I don't know from them, sports. Well, why not? You better get with it, mister. If you're going to work on WQAM and get that new contract, that new deal done today. By the way, today's the big meeting about George's deal. Oh, look at it. Just as I said that, what happened to my thing here? Oh. My whole page disappeared, and there's my wallpaper, and there's Tom Brady naked. Look at that. Man. He is. Oh, it just came back. Now, that was that was good. It kept me Bizarre. going another hour and ten minutes. Man, he is something. Here's a fact. This is have a happy birthday, Neil. You have entertained me daily since my arrival on Marco on January 1999. As far as I'm concerned, you are the best. Of course, your Republican friend on Marco Island, Yale. Well, have a great day, Yale. And just don't vote this time, okay? Give us a chance. Give us a fighting chance. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Thanks in a solid. Courageous way. On the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Come to QAM. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, happy birthday, Neil. Thank you. Hey, listen, I just wanted to get your take. I don't know if you or George uh, had played that new uh, Grand Theft Auto in Miami for uh, PlayStation. It's, it's incredible. It's nothing but spicks and, uh, and corrupt politicians and drug dealers. They got it right on. Sounds like Miami to me. Yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing. No, I haven't played it yet. Uh, George said he's going to play play with it right after the show. When I find it for free, I will. <laughs> well, listen, I wanted to also get your take. Uh, are the Packers going to cover the spread tonight? <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Oh, yeah, that's what they're upset about. The Hurricanes didn't cover the spread against Rutgers. Six touchdown favorites. They're trailing going into the fourth quarter against the little girls' school. What they don't realize is they're just uh, you know kind of laying back. They're just laying back. To make it look like there's some real competition there so they can continue with this Big East farce and continue playing mostly little girls' schools on their schedule every week and say, we won 30 in a row, we won 30 in a row. Yeah, but how about maybe five of those 30 were against real teams and not little girls' teams, huh? All these silly-ass people with no life who are trying to be these Klingons looking for something to cling on here in South Florida to pretend that they have a real life. Oh, we're hurricanes, hurricanes, 30 in a row. And you know something, George? We are blessed. Aren't we, though? Well, we used to be until the Dolphins lost to Buffalo last week. And until the embarrassing game against Rutgers on We used to be blessed in this town. I think we're cursed. And I think tomorrow you're going to find out with the election disaster you're going to have again. And believe me, you will. We are cursed. WQAM. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Great. Most important number on the Goldstein list is number 17, where they want to uh, right-wing eyes all the judges. Um, naturally, uh, most most black or Hispanic or whatever people just don't understand that if that actually comes to comes to bear, it's just a, a white man rules type of thing. Well, you're saying uh, black and Hispanic don't understand. you. Have you checked out the uh, makeup of the white voter in the state of Florida? Keep in mind, uh, it's not just Dayton Broward, see what I'm saying, and Palm Beach. Yeah, but if that stop, comes, stop it, and think about how many trailer parks there are around the rest of Florida. So, well, I mean, they, they knocked those two guys out, uh, or one guy, one woman, and in the... Uh, the Senate did, you know, when yeah. uh, when Bush uh, put them up, and that's all they can talk about is how we how they knocked out these two uh, right wing ideologues, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just it's just another way of, of white man government, and it's just the people just don't understand that. Well, it's when just, I when I see this business about blacks for Bush and Haitians for Bush, it makes me want to gag. What are these people thinking about? Maybe they're masochists. Maybe they've lived here in this town for so long that they they developed a, a per, perpetual masochistic streak. Yeah, they're not for fairness, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Man. Thanks a lot. Well, it's not just a question of fairness; they have like a death wish. 
Oh, he's not going to let the polls stay open longer because he doesn't want, he wants to take away, just like his brother did, just like they conspired back two years ago. They want to take away your right to vote. And the darker your complexion, the less they want you to vote. It's as simple as that. See, if you happen to be like maybe Condoleezza or Colin Powell, like those two bits we play, and the more I think about that Fox crap, just stop and think about that. Think about all the parodies that we play, all the goddamn satire that we play on this show and have for the last 400 years. How come they didn't call during Elyon? Yeah, how come they didn't call about that? Oh, you're playing that one. You must be anti-spick. You must be this. You must be a... Uh... Yeah, right. I'm surrounded by a sea of spicks here, okay? See? Yeah. No. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. What did that guy want to hear before? The one I called a little while ago. I said I was going to play it. What did he want to hear? Nobody rips you better. Okay. Hey, listen, when you're getting on the verge of as old as I'm going to be tomorrow, it's a damn good thing I can remember to come to, where to, come to work every day. That's one thing about doing the show out of town. At least I can't forget where to go, where I'm going to go to work. Boy, if you do. Oh, I must be in that room over there. Yeah, there's the studio. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you were talking about um, uh, Channel 6. You uh, left off the best one. And who's that? Uh, Benno Schmidt. Oh, Bino. Yeah, Bino. Benno Schmidt. I wonder if he's related to Bino Cook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of a name is that anyway, Benno? And that, I wonder if he's kin to that Tom Schmidt uh, guy that's on IOD. Oh, Lord. He's a, a Tom Brokaw fan. He, he tries to imitate him. Oh, he's got a speech defect? Uh, very, 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 very. Okay, well, he belongs here, no question about it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, that's Sarah for Bino and Benno. Yeah, we got some real crappy people on here doing news in this market. Well, it's the Bush League, like uh, John Gibson said. I ought to be working in the most Bush League little backwater place. I already am, John, okay, so just relax. You think I have some influence here? Jesus Christ. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line approaching four hundred votes on a poll as we get these people whipped up. There's an election tomorrow, huh? Where's that? WQAM. QAM. Is he just like uh, yeah, making? Yeah, just, oh, he's just playing with himself. And being quiet. It's so funny. WQAM. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Happy Pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, whether or not McBride or Bush gets elected. They both admit that they either want to raise taxes or cut uh, budgets for programs. Uh, my whole thing is McBride is a corporate lawyer who's fired hundreds of people, and uh, I don't want that kind of person. I don't You're repeating the ads. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, and, he, and he just hung up. As soon as you started saying something, he hung up. I didn't hang up. In that. You can see I wasn't even paying attention. I was grabbing stuff off the fax machine. So don't say that I'm cutting him off because he's knocking Bill McBride. You can knock anybody you want, but he's not making any sense. He's just repeating the verbiage from an ad he saw. Just repeat, like, like an automaton, like some kind of a lemming. Just uh, monkey see, monkey do, you know? See something on a TV ad and right away calls up the talk show to repeat the same tired old stuff. Another train monkey. Exactly, Mo. Oh, look, look, what is this from? This is the most acid. Oh, this is October 23rd. McBride now leads. Right, right. Hate to break the news to you, but several days have gone by since October 23rd. This looks, looks to me like it's from the school of wishful thinking that somebody just and pages and pages and pages of propaganda here. Okay, Alan Orlando, thank you, Al. He says P.S. McBride is now ahead in the polls. Guess what? Fifteen points behind as of yesterday on MSNBC. And MSNBC is hardly a right-wing extremist network that's going to like fudge the numbers or pack them. We got one guy that wants to pack the courts, another guy wants to pack the fudge. Oh, I'm forgetting Bob Kuntz is on the ballot, speaking of that. <laughs> oh. Now, what is this? MSN, I'm currently a volunteer on Congresswoman's Karen Thurman campaign. I previously worked as a blah, blah, blah. If I can up any way to McBride, et cetera. 
What what is this? What is all this stuff? Just a bunch of stuff. Man. MSNBC News, I challenge you to confront the Jeb Bush campaign for the fraudulent advertising they've been doing in Florida. Recently, I emailed and got a response from MSNBC Cable News. Is there anything, anyone at Fox News help us get a rep from the McBride campaign to appear on MSNBC and speak about this? Is there anyone at Fox News? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of McBride people at Fox. They got them locked in a room somewhere. How do you like that? And then there's the thing of, uh, to Mr. O'Reilly. Yada, yada, yada. So what is, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, no, wait till you see who this is from. Oh! Alfred Rogers, a Florida concerned citizen. That couldn't be the Al Rogers that we know. Oh, no. Oh, sure. Probably. Oh, no. Because it's like the ramblings of a Looney Tunes kind of person, looks like to me. Just when you think. Yeah. Just when you think it's safe. (coughs) They keep resurfacing over and over again. Don't forget, join the overnight guys. Join Mark tonight, 9 to 11 at Gatsby's and Kindle. Stop by to win prizes and enjoy specials on Crown Royal. Monday night footballs, the Dolphins visit the Packers, and Bart Starr tonight at Gatsby's and Kindle. I'm just going to keep saying Bart Starr. Maybe he'll show up. Oh, he could suit up and beat him tonight. He ain't no Ray Lucas. That's why. 5670560. Ain't no Tom Brady, I'll tell you that. That'd be a good poll question. Who'd you rather have a quarterback of the Dolphins? Tom Brady or Ray Lucas? Or Jay Fiedler, huh? Good question. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Buenos dias. Neil, uh, did you see that article? Maybe you've talked about it. I, I don't know. I didn't catch your whole show, but the article was on this morning about the uh, Saudis. Um, blowing us off in terms of uh, allowing us to use their bases or flyovers. Oh yeah, that was on. They had uh, lengthy interviews with the uh, with the his Shmata head yesterday. Yeah. Neil, isn't Saudi Arabia really our enemy? Really, when you come down to it, so, didn't they didn't they give offspring to all those people that bombed us? And, yes. And, and yes. So why don't we just drop a few on the way over to Iraq? Why don't we just uh, drop a few there? And, and get rid of that mess. No, you're That's forgetting. Good. You're forgetting one thing. Oily bird. Oily bird. They got the oily um, bird. Yeah. O I L O I L M O N E Y. You're not spelling your words right, sir. O I L M O N E Y S C R E W E D F U. Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 Q A M. This is Dave Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to. Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. From Walt Disney Productions comes the cutest little Arabs you've ever seen. Arafat, Abdullah, Jerusalem, and little Jericho, 102 Palestinians. This time, the wicked Cruella Barak is trying to separate all the little Palestinians from their happy West Bank homes. It's one explosive situation after another, with all those Palestinians scrambling for cover. Don't miss Walt Disney's newest animated feature, 102 Palestinians, now showing in theaters everywhere. It's time to get it on. Oh, and speaking of bad news, you see who wormed his way back into the Israeli cabinet, into the Knesset? Bibi. Bibi Netanyahu. Oh, 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 oh. Ariel Sharon look like a goddamn liberal, like a raving humanitarian. That's how far to the right BB is. Oh, that's your uh, accountant, his old buddy. Oh, BB right. Netanyahu, BB Netanyahu. Yeah. A Nazi. A walking case for anti-Semitism if there ever was one next to Jew Lieberman. Anyway, I'm not going to get excited. I thought Mondale did pretty good. Coleman was okay. Kind of like boring, but then again, I'm prejudiced, and I'll admit it. We got to get the uh, we got to get Mondale in there. So we're leaving right now to go up there and vote a few times in Minnesota. Never been to Minnesota, have you? Yes. And beautiful. It is it's beautiful. Land of the uh, billion lakes. And uh, went canoeing along those lakes around St. Louis Park in Minnesota, and yeah. uh, it's a spectacular Kayaking? place. 
No, just canoeing. Oh. All the lakes are like interconnected with canals. You can canal all around behind the uh, the nice houses. You ever see Lake Tahoe? Docks. No. Oh, man, is that a beautiful place? Anyway, I don't know. I'm just rambling. And you want to know why? Because I'm thinking about being any place but here. Oh. Are we going to have a mess here tomorrow or what? Yes. Is there any doubt about it? No chance. It's going to be another mess. And David Leahy's going to say this, and uh, Miriam Elephant's going to say that, and uh, Laurie Parrish is going to say bada beep, bada boop, and it's going to be a mess again. Because basically in Florida, we only want the right people to vote. We'll let a few other or the wrong people vote just to make it look good, not too good, but we don't only want the right people to vote. And the rest, of you, the, right people? the rest of you piss off, okay? WQAM. Okay. My birthday is on the sixth. So happy birthday to you. Well, wait a minute. Let's give us both a little, uh, a little thing of which I already have one. I'm touched. Listen. I'll bet. Uh, <laughs> uh, black guy calling in to explain a couple of things to you about the Haitians and blacks who would dare support Bush. Oh. Uh, a little bit of money, greasing the palms, will work for you know some people to try and c- confuse and fool the masses. That sounds like something the Kennedys used to do. I'm sorry. Well, but the masses of blacks and Haitians, believe me, because I, I spoke to uh, my people, both of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, believe me, there's no way in hell you're going to have uh, more than probably 2% vote for Bush. Well, we got to have like a, but a big turnout, man. you got to go there and drag them out of their house. Don't worry. I'm going to get a little brown Toyota and swing by all the little Haitian neighborhoods. All right. Hey, uh, I, t- I called you about a year before Clinton left office. Yeah. And you and I were both in agreement that when Clinton goes, we're all going to miss him. And I miss him. No, bad. In fact, every time I see him at one of these campaign stops, like when he was here over the weekend, I see him there and I think, oh, boy, how we miss you now. Oh, do I? But another thing with um, Bush, trust me, he knows that uh, he's in trouble. That's why they're trying to say that um, he's up by so many points. He's not up by that many points. Don't believe it. Let's hope not. All right. Okay, early and often, pal. A lot often. Thanks. By the way, I think last Monday was that I had the bad news. You were out on vacation about uh, Jessica Simpson and uh, Nick. You weren't here. I wasn't here. They got married. Uh, it's official. Who cares? What do you mean, who cares? And she saved it for their wedding night. In a Tupperware? Bowl? In a, in a little, one of those little plastic Tupperware. She saved it in a box? Kind of like pop it open, and it makes that little <laughs> sound when you pop it open. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Great. First off, I want to wish you a happy birthday. Thanks. Man. Thanks. And uh, I'm not doing a suck-up call, but before I make my comment, <clears throat> I've been listening to you since I was a kid. My dad turned me on to you, uh, crap, back in, like, the late 70s. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for uh, being a voice, uh, a reason down here for my whole life, because uh, uh, this place is a real uh, toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can smell paraphrasing. it. The thing is with the, 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 whole, <clears throat> the whole voting, you know, it's like, it's like you said, you're voting for like the lesser of the two evils. I'm not, I'm not a Democrat or Republican anymore. I'm just trying to vote for the people that are going to take not take away as many rights uh, or try and just uh, you know, bring fascism back into fashion. It's like uh, even the, Dem- the Democrats are, are so horrible in their presentation uh, towards the public that it's uh, you know it's, it's 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 almost painful to vote for them too. But I mean, at the same time, it's still the lesser yeah, of the two evils. Yeah, we got a two. Unbelievable. Uh, no. Oh, they suck! They suck horrible. And you know, and the other the other thing is speaking of, you get branded a liberal. I mean, what, what's a, what's a liberal? I mean, what, what's what's so bad about being a liberal? It's just like mind your own business. Whatever you're doing in your own house is your business. You know, the damn permits. It's like build my roads, give me my information. You know, use my taxes to build schools and that right. shit. And don't That's... tell me how to live my damn life. Don't tell me what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, man, thanks again. Have a good birthday. Okay, hang in there. Thanks. Later.
And what was uh, that? Oh, that was Julio. He decided he wanted to chime in on the show from the control room. Not on purpose. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was losing my mind. I hear this voice. Come on, Julio, that... do it again. Don't do it again, Julio. Not if you know what's good for you, okay? I'll start writing your name on the wall in that alley in Toronto. Julio found the alley, baby. Oh! He's the man. He's the kind of guy you want to take anywhere you go because he's obviously, he uh, in no time at all finds the lay of the land, if you know what I'm saying. What a guy. <laughs> I knew her. Yeah. Percentage of English-only household dropping in Florida. Incredible. That's in the Palm Beach Post. And controversial combination of Spanish and English making its way into mainstream. That's in the Boston Globe. It's about Spanglish. Can't stand it. And it reminded me of those horrible days, speaking about can't stand it, when we were downstairs on the second floor, when we first came over to QAM, and George would be on the phone with his brother or one of his spick relatives in the morning, talking in the most guttural dialect of Spanish or my I have ever heard in my life. The most guttural, annoying, and oh. And I'm not one of those people that gets uptight about other pe people speaking uh, other languages, having uh, spent so much time in Amsterdam. But, nevertheless, I, I said, it. hey, George, don't do that again. He didn't. What? I can barely speak it. Talk you can barely guttural. speak I, it? I sound, uh, yeah. Oh, it was just, bad. oh. What a, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Spanish if spoken properly, although we don't want to hear it here. Well, we don't want to hear it here. Me out. We don't want to hear it here. You got it? Yeah, exactly. Enough of the Spanish already, especially out there in the acres. Man, I'm telling you, I just I can't even go to the gas station. You walk in there, pop, 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 pop. what is that all about? What is that? I don't mind those people getting the jobs. They're, they're nice people. They're competent. They can add. Just and... remember, Florida was Spanish territory for much longer than it was English territory. I see. And now it's the who are you, Fernando, um, it's um, the Fernando Magenta? Is that I'm, who you uh, are? I'm Juan Ponce de la Freaking Leon. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's where the Hurricanes play, isn't it, down there on Ponce? The Hurricanes. Oh, boy. That's baseball anyway down there. We're not going to talk about the Orange Bull. You know what kind of a bull it is? The kind you like and do other things in. That's the kind of bull the Orange Bull is. It's typical. I think the Orange Bull like typifies South Florida. Just one big outdoor toilet. I used to call it an outdoor funeral parlor, which I think is close. And since I've been back here in this town, man, I've seen people driving. There was a woman in a big Cadillac yesterday in front of me in a big Jew canoe. This woman had to be at least 145, minimum. And the light changes, we got a green light, okay? I mean, forget about the right turn on red. Forget about that. Making a right turn on green. This bitch, this old bag, she's just crawling around. And I would get around a corner, and so she lucked. This is on university. And she goes into the middle lane, and I wanted to be able to go to the right or left of her, which I did. I got to the right just to look and see what, what, what kind of creature was driving this thing. Seriously. She's like she's like one of those creatures like the, like the brought on the Smallville last week the one who was uh, oh I missed it last yeah, week. oh it was Wait, very good no I didn't the one who was sucking the life out of the people because oh, that's she was right, hundred years old yeah, suck the sucker sucker well this woman uh, sucked all right she was as old as that bitch she made Tabitha on Passions look young by comparison and she's sitting there like lurch you know like she's got like Bob Mayer she's got fifteen phone books under her ass and she's lurched forward and holding the wheel like this like Beulah the Witch is what she looked like remember Beulah the Witch no. no. That's because you didn't watch uh, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Ask Boca Brian. He'll remember Beulah the Witch. He remembers all the old stuff. Of course, his mind is rotting anyway. Nine minutes afternoon at 560 WQM. Speaking of your mind rotting, get his, guess what we got at 1 o'clock? No. Oh, yes. No. Yes, we do. Here's the guy. Wow, because the Mad Dog's in uh, Green Bay getting ready for Brett Starr and Brett uh, Bart Favre. Oh, don't tell me the facts. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look at that. Oh, look at that. I thought our buddy fixed all this, Jose. Look at this. Here's, here's the guy picking on Tommy again. Well, we'll get to this in a minute. It's kind of cute. Tommy don't speak to me anymore since I said he sounded like a flamer. He don't speak to me. That's okay. 
He still loves you. What are you talking about? It's just when you relax. It's a radio show. You're starting to get like John Gibson. <laughs> We're going to put your ass on MSNBC with that Heather bitch. We're going to hook you up with her. Okay. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Hey, Heather, we think you look great, okay? Even an old fag like me thinks you look fantastic. Just keep your mouth shut until we tell you it's time to open it. I'll soften her up. Yeah, I'm sure in your case. Ten past noon at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you, speaking of that, how about putting some, uh, popping some oleomed in your puss? That's right. Oleomed is a great product. they got different Mediterranean formulas designed to help different parts of your health. And they got three brand new ones for you. Check out the three new formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight. And CoQ10, and take it from me, it's great for your heart. CoQ10. More and more, how come nobody talks about CoQ10? You take it? Yeah, it's part of my supplement. It's good for you, man. The difference in your pulse rate when you take CoQ10, it's like phenomenal, especially for a fat old slob like me. Anyway, all the uh, Oleomed products use the benefits of the best olive oil on the planet combined with all these other good things. If you want to get more information about Oleomed, just call their toll-free number, 1-866-653-6633. That's 1-866-OLEOMED. And don't forget, you can pick some up right now at Publix, Eckerd's, or Walgreens, or order it off their informative website at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Broward or Dade, you can receive a coupon for a free Larry Coker embarrassing bobblehead Dawa supplies last. Who would want one of those? Anybody want one? No. Get it anyway. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Finns are playing home. Pick up free samples of Oleomed product information and start popping it in your puss for better health right away. My, my, local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. You fudge packing? I stumble and I bumble just to talk is really hard Without pre-written notes from Carl over Andrew Card My brain is made of doo-doo But that don't seem to bug you has no opposition, and you have no opinion, King Bush. Legs pulse pretty high. I'm outraged by the sudden wave of white-collar crime. Unless, of course, the CEOs are old friends of mine. King Bush. That just let Osama go. King Bush. Not Harry Flasher, he's a homo. The Saudis, they attacked us, but who don't give a crap, it's King Bush. Jesus Christ. They're our friends. Rest assured, we're in pursuit of evil Jewish every day. Just like those drug lords being pursued by O.J. King Bush. You don't care what I'm doing. King Bush. <laughs> and I thought I was stupid. The media controls you. You do what you told the King Bush. If you didn't see it on TV, it ain't true. The media's in our control with stories they're spinning. No matter what goes wrong, they will just blame it all on Clinton. King Bush. I don't have no interns going down. King Bush. I'm on a higher moral ground. Besides, I wouldn't know how. He's a moral grounder and a bug founder, King Bush. <laughs> suicide attack at my uh, shopping mall in Israel. Is surprised? Another suicide bomber? At least one killed, 15 wounded in Israel bombing. What a surprise. So here's a fax from somebody who obviously wants to critique the radio station, which he's entitled to. What's wrong with QAM? And he's only got three things on here, which I'm not going to read number three. It's about somebody we like a lot. Not about us, but about somebody we're not going to rip. Number one, that flaming queen that does all the spots, it's embarrassing. It sounds like a Neil Rogers show, but they cannot find one broadcaster that can read copy? No. No. Don't be ripping Tommy, okay? So he sounds like a flamer. It's not a matter he's... of finding him. It's, they all want to get paid. Oh, 
paid. Are you people kidding us or what? I still can't get over the thing that George Beasley comment. I wish I would have heard that in person. That was so great about the the broadcast. Right? Isn't that what I've been saying ever since I sat down in this station? Paying all that ridiculous amount of money for Marlins, which we have 15 people listening to the goddamn games on this station, and then we have to have uh, us working our asses off in here and getting big numbers uh, so we can uh, make enough money to pay for the money that we're losing in that crap until they finally uh, uh, goit them down. Let's see. Anyway, about Tommy, the ripping poor little Tommy. He can't help it if he's got a squeaky voice. He's a good guy. We like him a lot, okay? Even if he does have a very squeaky, effeminate voice. He just does this for the money anyway. That's right. He doesn't give a crap about whether he sounds good or not. He fits right in with our whole sales thrust. Just give us the effing money. We don't care if the spot sounds good or if we get it right or whatever. Just give us the money. Two, Steve Goldstein, all day, all the time. Now you're getting warm. The morning show with Steve Goldstein, the Dolphin pregame show with Steve Goldstein, the Panther pregame show with Steve Goldstein. Last year, he actually broadcast a few Panthers games. They pay him 26 k a year and plug him in everywhere. I think he's making a little more than that. But he is getting plugged in is what I'm hearing. Isn't that what you heard? Plugged in. That's what I heard. I heard it was... Uh, Up the butt. Yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the 18th. Boy, I sure got that fast, didn't I? Haven't lost it, baby. Haven't lost it. You know what I am. Another train monkey. That's it. 424 votes on the poll. How do you feel about tomorrow's election? There is an election tomorrow, by the way. Anybody care? No. It's very important, 147. I'm voting, but not excited, 117. It's life and death, 68. I'm not voting. Why bother, 59? And what, me worry? 33. 33. Here's a good one. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. The great Republican record since Bush and company stole the White House by Jackson Thoreau. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Also, uh, Liz Daup, Land of the Losers, why we can't get anything right in South Florida. She's right. Oh, and also, there's a big piece in Saturday's sunset. Look at this. Look at this picture. Black voters, well, it's a continuation of a story on the front page. Black voters unhappy with Bush. I think our dark-complected friend that called a minute ago had his thumb right on it, okay? They may find a few Haitians here or there or a couple of other people that got paid, you know, 50 bucks to go out and vote for Bush or whatever, or at least say they did. But generally speaking, man, and that's why, another reason why they don't want you dark folks to vote, okay? So don't pay any attention to Fox News, John Gibson, Heather, uh, whatever the hell her name is, any of these are going, okay? Pay no attention to it. All they're trying to do is, uh, is divert your attention from the uh, important task tomorrow, that is, go vote four or five times. And we got a plan to counteract to get even for what they did to disenfranchise Democratic voters in 2000. This year, all over Dade County, we've got people set up. We've got roadblocks set up to intercept old Cubans everywhere they go on the way to the polls. Make sure they can't vote. How do you like that? Incredible. That's right. All you old Cubans, baby, forget about it. Don't even leave the house tomorrow. we got a whole bunch of dark-complected uh, police officers from every force in South Florida going to intercept your ass on the way down the Hershey Highway, wherever your polling place is. Everybody should just go lay down in the street and block And traffic. And if you try walking to your polling place, we've got the jaywalking police going to come in and arrest your ass, okay, until uh, after the polls close. Got to get even somehow. It's the only shot you got. WQAM. QAM, hello. Not there? That's so depressing. That, that was going to be that was going to be even better than the Richard Friedman call. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. All right. I have never called before, but just for Sure you have. Um, Many times. Not really. Just, okay. Just for, this, just for this election, I just wanted to say that a public official who's elected by the people that gets caught on tape saying that he's going to go around uh, the, the deviating thing right. that he said. the deviating uh, septum, right. Which is if the people want it, he's going to go around it, and there's still people 
that support this and, and, guy. And both major newspapers endorse him. Forget about people because they're supposed to be stupid, and they are. But the newspapers are supposed to have an IQ bigger than their thumbnail. They both endorse this guy when they got him on tape saying he's got devious plans to subvert the will of the public? Incredible. And another thing, if, if anybody wants any proof why not to vote for this guy, just go and talk to anybody in the educational system, like my mother, who works for the transportation department, and there are buses which are kids standing up, which is illegal because there's not even enough money to pay bus drivers or right. buses. That's right. It's incredible. Well, vote 20, luck or, to us. 20 or 30 times tomorrow, pal. Don't forget. Good luck to us. Thanks. Right. There you go. I told you he was a good guy. You wanted me to cut him off. Five, why do you hear that Julio accent right away? You're so you're such a self-hating spick, man. It's just amazing to me. I don't hate myself. You are to spicks what Matt Drudge is to... Five six seven oh five sixty to ladies pound five sixty on the AT and T. What the hell's his story anyway, huh? I think Lynn must have turned him down. WQAM. No, there we go. The Raspberry guy. Day without him would have been wouldn't have been complete. What do you what do you don't get all excited? We haven't heard from him since we oh, started taking calls again. He calls see, all the other shows. He had a, he had to save it though. See, because you <laughs> you're putting it. these people right on hold, so he had to save it until he could like get it out. You know, like. I like the fact he bends over when he does that. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. I am pissed off and fired up. Good. Here's one. We finally got somebody that's worked out. You don't sound like it, but nevertheless. No, I am, really. Want to hear my uh, angry voice or something? Hey, I uh, drive for a living, and um, I notice that I don't see a lot of McBride stickers on cars. I see mostly jab, jab, jab. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is, it's always on, you know, like blue hairs or uh, really, really expensive, nice cars. But funny thing, um, you know, being from South Florida or actually living here, uh, I had nothing to do last night, so the wife and I packed up the car and the kiddies, and we went around kicking down Jeb Bush signs. Good. Excellent. Yard. I love it. And uh, I In fact, you know that... something? There's one in my neighborhood on a pole that I have to pass by every day on the way home. Today I'm going to, like, park the car. I'm just going to stop the car in the middle of the road, run over, and just rip it off the pole. I'm sick and tired of being, having to see that thing. I will meet you there. The worst thing is that, you know, people, uh, it's bad enough seeing them on the city street, but people have got them in their yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just tasteless. Right. So I'll meet you there, and we'll kick them all down. All right. I love you, man. See you. Bye-bye. See you at that big pool tomorrow, baby. Everybody get out the old big pool. Well, that Neil Rogers, boy, we got to dissuade him from being on the air because he's got all this influence. That And, you know, the best part of that whole deal, I mean, forget about Tom Jicka and Kevin Baxter. These people are you know, little leaguers in the newspapers here. They're, like, uh, they're journalists like uh, my dog is a brain surgeon. But the fact of the matter is, with all the power of the national media, the Fox News Network, uh, impotent, impotent. Nobody gives a crap. All you carpetbaggers out there, you outsiders who think you're going to stick your nose in this market, I've been on the air here for 400 years, okay? Longer than Dracula. So don't give me a song and a dance about, well, Neil Rogers is this and Neil Rogers is that. Oh, and also that fact I had before, it said, uh, up until this day, I never knew it. It was Barzini all along. I almost left that out after they ripped the hell out of uh, Geldy. Yeah, that Geldy boy, and uh, tomorrow, because Moe's going to be up there in Green Bay doing a game tonight, making sure that Mad Dog don't get to speak too much. But anyway, uh, so Geldy be on again solo tomorrow, squealing his way through the morning show. Let's see tomorrow at 9 o'clock, okay, when we do the crossover. I'll bet you any amount of money you want that he will not mention my name. I won't take that bet. You give me odds? Because he is verboten, man. It's under penalty of death. If he mentions my name, he's out, just like the beast. You give me 10 to 1 odds? I'll give you about a thousand to one, okay? I know you'll take a dollar of that. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll split it with Geldy. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. I've seen you in there consorting with him. Four hundred and forty-three votes on our poll. Hundred and fifty-five people say this election tomorrow is very important. Thirty-five percent, very important. 
I'm voting but not excited, 121, 20. Well, at least they're voting, okay? They're not that highly motivated because it's a choice between the usual crap. You're right. I'm not saying Bill McBride is crap. In fact, the one great thing Bill McBride's got going for him, you know what it is? He's not Jeb? He's not Jeb Bush. Very good. See, even, even little George knows that. That's the best thing he's got going for him. He ain't Jeb Bush. Uh, it's life and death tomorrow, 69. <laughs> That's what it says. Look on the poll. It says 69, life and death. I'm not voting. Why bother 66? Ooh, if we had another six. And what me worry 34? I think we left an option out. What's that? Like Roby Young says, we're all doomed. Well, we already know that. How's Roby doing, by the way? Doomed. 26. <laughs> oh, and don't let me forget. One day this week, because I didn't do it on Friday, one day this week I, I found some more really great stuff on oh, that yeah. real radio thing. I, I missed love, that, too. I love that stuff. It was great. Yeah. I missed it. You missed what? Didn't you do more last week? No. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, I forgot well, to do it on Friday. But uh, over the weekend at home, I diddled around on the thing and found some more uh, really good stuff. So uh, we'll get some more of that on, because, you know, it takes us back in the days when we actually had a few freedoms in this country. We were run by a bunch of right-wing lunatics. 26 past noon at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you, mattress shopping the old traditional way, that's one thing. The new way is better than the old way because the new way means you don't leave the house. All you do is sit there on your fat, lazy ass, shoving Cheetos down your puss, and make one easy call. 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. You'll talk to people who know their crap. They know bedding inside and out. They know every mattress that's ever been invented. And they aren't going to sell you any crap. No off-brands. They carry only the top brands in the world. Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King Coil. You get the drift. And no other store can match their selection. They're exceptionally low prices. And because they got the deepest selection of brand-name new mattresses, they don't ever give you the old bait-and-swish and peddle your mattress you didn't really want in the first place. Exactly the one you're looking for, the size, the style, whatever, is in stock ready for nearly immediate delivery. And after you hang up that phone, they'll be there knocking on the door whenever you want, within any two-hour window you like, between 1214 and 214, 117 and 317, and 422 and 620, etc. And they give you the 30-day in-home comfort guarantee to check it out the real way. Do the smart thing like I've been doing for a long time, and Miguel finally got around to it. Now he's got a big smile on his face, and we know why. Call Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or you can also check them out on that World Wide Web, if you like, at mattress.com. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Q-A-Q-A-M. But the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Nobody repulses you more. Oh, that isn't what I was going to play. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I have the wrong goddamn thing queued up. It was supposed to be that. By the time I get through the next couple of minutes, she is going to have to pick every scab off that putrid, pus-filled body of hers, all right? Nobody rips you better. And, uh, so I'm going crazy on this, yes, because this has got to stop. You make me sick, Pat, you bitch! God, how is it possible to be so stupid, Pat? Nobody rips you, an ass as good as Neil. You idiot, you asshole, you. Baby, he's the best. Well, sing this, you fat slob. I'm take this cord, and I'm going to shove it right up his ass, okay? And I'm going to shove this thing so far up his butt that he's going to be singing a different tune when I get through with him. Don't we have a longer cord than this piece of crap? Look at this. Look how short this damn thing is. We've got a hundred assholes running around this building. They can find another one besides him, although maybe not that big. Go get it out of there. Go pull a cord somewhere. Go do something. Pull what? In your case, a good question, okay? God. Don't start looking once again, as always, to blame fat old Neil for whatever you're upset about. You disgusting, nauseating old slobs. Oh, 
those crabby old bitches. Neil, if you don't repent, you're going to split hell wide open. You're, you're, yeah, I'm going to split it wide open. You know, I'm going to split it wide open your skull with a mallet, you stupid old bitch. Ah! There we go. Now we're cooking. <laughs> what did I just get through talking about? It was old bags. We don't want you, lady, okay? Go get some knitting out. Go find some crossword puzzles to do. Go get uh, something. Like a burger animal would be good. Oh. It's uh, 1232 at 560. Boy, what uh, got me all whipped up then, huh? Must have been on some really heavy-duty stuff. How come we don't have any more of that stuff anymore? What stuff? Whatever I was on that day that uh, she got all that stuff off of on that tape. Anyway, Neil, you set a new salary standard when uh, Jim Paxson, Jim Paxson? I think he means Who? Buddy Bud Paxson, tried to glue you down at WIOD and Q, uh, WMAQ. <laughs> WMAQ's in Chicago. Well, he's got a little dyslexical uh, problem here. I'll pay you what you obviously are worth. No one held a gun to their head. Probably should have. All of the other announcers should worship you. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't they worship me? Jesus Christ. Jim Mandis now uses Howard David's New York staccato-style technique of saying the last word of a sentence quickly or clipping it. He now sounds like a pro. Eh? We voted many cities without a thought of any problem. The election process in Florida must be contrived to be disconfusing. No, we just have a lot of dumb people here who can't do it right. They don't have to uh, contrive it. Here's another one. Tracy and Kendall, let me submit my vote for a survey category not listed. I voted on 1031. I'm not, I'm not only worried, I'm certain my vote won't be counted. <laughs> uh, November 5th, like you say, is window dressing for the scandal that's already in place. God help us all down here in Florida. P.S. Is that Volker Brian singing that pizza bobblehead commercial you run? Yeah. Sounds like him. And happy birthday, says Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Uh. A lot of good faxes today. Everybody seems to be in a pretty good chipper mood. Markets way up, like I told you, all contrived, all phony, all being manipulated. NASDAQ's up 57. The S&P is up 22. Based on nothing, based on the fact that a lot of uh, pe people with a lot of money and a lot of uh, power to gain and a lot to lose if they don't are uh, dicking around with that thing. Of course, what we should have known a long time ago, about several hundred thousand dollars ago in some of our cases, uh, was there always been dicking around with it. A big, fat, phony fraud. Just ask the folks over there on the gambling channel. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? All right. Neil, I'm one of those millions and, uh, one of those million people that are kind of pissed off. I yeah. think the, the hurricanes are being screwed. Okay, good. Call up uh, Joe Zagaki and discuss it with him, okay, moron? The hurricanes and the BCS. The hurricane. Oh, brother. I hear that stuff on this radio station. It makes me want to just get out a gun, not blow my own, own brains out, just a few others, you know, just to make me feel better. We're getting screwed with the BCS. That, that, that's Florida for you, man. That's the important stuff is the Knowles, the Coons, and the uh, Gators. That's, that's the important stuff. This whole state should be just one big trailer park, you know what? That, that's what it should be. It isn't? Well, I mean, you oh, got, we got the, some condos. I was going to say, you got the condo commandos and the trailer parks. Other than that, that's uh, pretty much it. Just a, a bunch of yahoos, man, and old, febrile, senile people driving around in them big Jew canoes. Man, enough to make you gag. The hurricanes are being screwed. Good. WQAM. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making your call. Hey, uh, listen, with this uh, McBride thing where they keep bringing up he fired all these people in his law firm yeah all he did was privatize those positions yeah that's what jed does all the time well first of all what does that have to do with anything when you come right down well what does that mean well that means that he can take and the jobs that he was paying except all those salaries for in his own law firm yeah he took and he hired out and had those very same services provided for lower cost yeah which is what Jed keeps saying he does when he does all that stuff, mm -hmm. that he gets his friends to bid in on. Right. Like, you mean like the FCAT test with Neil Bush? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. 
anyway, I'm trying to go to vote this afternoon, and uh, maybe I can go again tomorrow. Please, two or three times. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Okay. See, that's the idea, since you can vote uh, just about every day now for the last whatever it's been. Just go today and then go back again tomorrow. They'll never know the difference. I wonder if they got any younger poll workers this year, do you think? Because, I mean, that thing we had two years ago. It wasn't just the fact that all the machines were screwed up and the punch cards and the chads and all of that, but the people manning the goddamn voting, uh, oh, older than, in fact, I think that woman, she must have been on her way to uh, her job, her poll worker job yesterday, that old bag in the Cadillac. Good golly, Miss Molly. And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm screaming. I don't know if you do that. I'm, I'm like a crazy yeah, person, I'm screaming yeah. as I go past and I see who's driving that vehicle, or at least who's behind the wheel. I mean, driving would be an ex exaggeration. And I'm saying, what are you doing in that car? Why are you on this road, you crazy old bitch? Pull it over. And seriously, I someday, what I would love to do, only I'd probably get in a wreck, I would love to do is just whip right in front of them, slam on the brake and force them to stop, and say, get out of the car right now. You can use my cell phone. Here it is. I'll make the call for you. Give me the keys and take a cab or have somebody come and pick you up and bring an extra person to drive that thing away. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. You I have, you thing. cannot be driving, okay? You cannot be in a vehicle that is moving unless somebody else is driving it. Good God Almighty. And those are the people that run this state. That's why we're in the mess that we're in. The gay, the uh, gray commandos. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for taking my call. That was I a was nice bell. What, what was that, like at the gas station, that bell? Door. That was my uh, car just started up. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh, I see. That was like the uh, seatbelt uh, bell. Exactly. I Great. It. Hey, um, I was just uh, voted on the net uh, about an hour ago, and then I jumped to the uh, QAM website and to see what they put in there for you. Where did they get that picture of you? That was like uh, they took it under police lights or something. Yeah, they did on the beach. Well, that was it. Okay, thanks. They got bad pictures of everybody, but I look lovely compared to the one of Mo with that dead animal on his head. That that is my favorite. If you haven't seen that, go to QM.com. Now it's not under uh, what is it under? Hosts. Is it under hosts? Yes. And check that picture out and, and notice the sideburns are one color and the whatever that creature is in the middle it must have been his uh, off day. You know, he must not have had the good piece on that day. I still can't believe you're telling me he's got different different toupees for different days. Right, like different shoes. A, a toupee for every day. Makes <laughs> a toupee for every day makes you look gay. Good. Yeah, wow. And one is not so good. What do you say? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. We're getting out of here at one o'clock to make room for eight thousand hours of pregame festivities, starting with the incredibly terminal. He'll be on for the Mad Dog at one. I'll tell you, having Joe Zagaki on for Jim Mandich is like having. It, it would be like having. Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. It would be like having George W. Bush replace Bill Clinton as president. There you go. Good analogy? Yeah. I think it's very apt. 21 till 1 at QAM. Hey, Joe will do a good job. He's, at least he's a good guy, okay? It's not personal, Joe. It's just business. You're just ponderous. And then, of course, the thing with those Huracoon games on the radio. I heard him one game a little bit. I was in the car. Just screaming and yelling to compensate for his boredom, you know? Screaming and screeching. Just calm down, Joe. last thing we need on this station is another screamer. Hey, let's face it. You've been hearing us talk about Fast Train for a very, very long time, for a coon's age. Oh, sorry, Mr. Gibson. The facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. 
According to Time Magazine, and they know they're crap at time, the demand for certified computer professionals will continue to get bigger and explode. Their average uh, student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you complete your certification, Fast Train will assist you in getting you a great new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in, visit their trained career counselor, and determine which track is ideal for you. Mohawk? Woodbine, Scioto Downs, or Batavia Downs. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to set up an appointment. And, of course, with four convenient locations, there's bound to be one nearby you. Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a long list of students just like yourself who are currently in their dream jobs, making the big bucks with the training they got at Fast Train. So what do you got to lose but that dead-end job? Call them today toll-free and tell them that old Neil told you to call Fast Train, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on the web at FastTrainYouGotIt.com. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Ladies, there's nothing worse than a stinky smell emanating from way down there. Ooh. Believe me, your love tunnel can get that way pretty fast from improper care. So if you want a clean, prim and proper love canal, you need to use Clitorox. It's the industrial strength wedge cleaner. And it comes in a variety of flavors to please him. Mmm, strawberry. My favorite. Hold your horses, big guy. So if you want a clean, fragrant love subway, get Clitorox. Because soap and water just isn't enough. Now where were we? Ooh, yeah. 1244 at 560 WQM. Here, this is from the Independent Observer UK. It says, America tackles the real issues, pot, pregnant pigs, and cockfights. You know about the uh, pig, about the pig amendment, number right. 10? Briefly, number 10? Yes. Well, let's make sure we protect those pigs, okay? <laughs> also known as the Rosie O'Donnell Amendment on the uh, ballot tomorrow. Protect the pigs. 491 votes on the poll. We're approaching the 500 mark. Don't forget we got the Dolphins and uh, Bart Starr and the Green Bay Packers tonight. I think Max McGee is going to come back and make a big catch. Max McGee is dead, isn't he, I think? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's going to make a big catch. Who was the great line, middle linebacker from the uh, Green Bay Packers from those glory days? What was his name? Uh, Chuck. Oh. Uh, come on. Knobloch? Chuck. Uh, not yet. Chuck Knobloch, right. Chuck Knoll. No, seriously. What the hell was his name? The great uh, Hall of Flame. Well, somebody will call him. WQAM. Ray Nitsky. Ray Nitsky, thank you. Anyway, you're doing, Very good. You're, you're doing your part on uh, the election, Neil. That's all you can do. And yes. I'm going to be voting for McBride tomorrow. Good, two, three times. And I'd like to give a quick shout-out to some of my buddies on the corner, 67B, 37C, and 22C. All right. Of the yellow shirt. Okay. <laughs> hey, hi to Ray, too, who was at the track on uh, Saturday night. At Pompano Park, probably thinks I'll forget. Hey, Ray, how you doing? They were up there, a bunch of our people having a great time. I think they want a couple of bucks. And what did he just say that inspired? I was going to say something so damn important there, and it just slipped away. See, that's what happens to all you kids out there when you get old and feeble like me. You have something like really, I mean, just unbelievably like earth-shaking that's going to like change the future of mankind. And before you know it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. It was something like unbelievably important. No, probably not. Well, let's wait for it to come back. Yeah, well, got a long wait. WQAM. I'll be disfranchised. It. <laughs> come on, Mo. You could you could hear the long distance there, couldn't you? You could hear that uh, hum mm. on the tone, that hum job. It's time to get it on. Get out of here. 
Oh, Ray Nitschke is what he said. Yeah, Ray Nitschke. That was, that was the instant response. See, that's because we got the football crowd listening to this radio station. Ray Nitschke, man. Not Chuck. Ray Nitschke. And, of course, Ray Scott. Anybody remember the great broadcaster? <laughs> Ray Scott he had a little bit of a problem. He wasn't any Mo Howard, though. WQAM. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Happy Our birthday. first lady of the day. Happy birthday tomorrow. Thank and you. did you know it's a very special day in England, a fireworks day? Really? Yes. It's Guy Fawkes Day. And every I beg your year, pardon. Every year on November 5th, the kids buy fire, uh, save for fireworks, and everybody has bonfires in the backyard, and it celebrates Guy Fawkes, who tried to Guy what? Guy Fawkes. Oh, Okay. He tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament yes, in the 1600s. I'll be damned. And they found the, the uh, gunpowder. Oh, in the no, pit. there's Gary Bauer. I'm they, sorry, go ahead. They found the gunpowder and they executed him. And so every day, every November 5th, it's Fireworks Day. I'll be damned. So happy birthday, Neil. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Bob. Okay, they like those queens over there in England. That's why they blow off the uh, fireworks. Gary Bauer with Wolf Blitz, uh, Blitzkrieg, president of American Values. Now as we're having this conversation. <laughs> oh, God. This is what you want to control America's people like this? What a nebbish. Oh, my God. People like this. This whole crowd of right-wing fanatics. And what a change. In just 20 years, we've gone from these people used to be on the lunatic far-right fringe, we used to call them, and now they're running the goddamn country. American values my ass. And there's Gary Bauer saying, at stake, control of Congress. No crap. No crap, because people like him, that's all we need is people like him and Dr. Kennedy and all these other far-bissing right-wingers to be in control of this government. All I can tell you, folks, a little piece of advice, squeeze those passports real tight. Squeeze it as tight as you can, although they might be watching. It's 11 before 1 at 560 WQM. You know, traveling today can be a real pain in the ass, very stressful, especially when you get to the airport. You have to start to look for a place to park. And then, of course, when you try to drive into the airport, they stick that uh, mirror, you know, under your car, and they're looking for La Bamba and all kinds of stuff. And if you do find a parking space, it's usually a long schlep to where you have to go. National limos can change all of these things. They'll arrive at your location on time in a brand-new sedan, limousine, van, whatever you need to take you where you have to go. It's hassle-free. National limos not only takes care of your transportation here, but also anywhere in the world. So when you arrive at your destination, National Limos will be there waiting for you. Call National Limos at this number, toll-free, 1-877-376-3200. If you don't like to fly on commercial airlines, National Limos Aviation Department can arrange the safest private aircraft for your travel worldwide. For you sports fans out there, there's no better way to get to and from the game than one of National Limos super-stretch limousines or luxury coaches while everybody else is in their cars fighting traffic on each other. If you're looking for a way to get to the airport, the game, or just a night around town, and uh, maybe, you know, have a little... <laughs> celebration. Let them do the driving. National Limos. Call them at toll-free 1-877-376-3200. Tell them that Neil told you to call. Get 10% off on your first airport service or a free hour of chartered limousine service. 1-877-376-3200. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. With the sewer. Of this place. Here's uh, Heather from Fox News. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm okay, I think. Good. Thanks for taking our call. We've been trying to reach you for the past couple days. You're trying to reach me? You've called people that haven't been invented yet. You've called dead relatives of mine. What's the uh, story, Heather? We are working on a story about uh, the CD you're promoting on your website. That's yeah. called Kiss, uh, I won't say it, N-Word, Good Morning. Heather, are you listening to the show? Uh, yes, I am. I've been listening for did, the past couple of days. And just so you well, know, wait, we are wait a did, you, did you hear me go through the entire uh, rationale of what that, that... That song had nothing to do with Condoleezza Rice. Uh-huh. 
What about the song Condoleezza, Condoleezza? That has that. Well, that's obviously about Condoleezza. Uh huh. Yes. And I just want to know why you're why you're playing this on your show. No, I see. I'd like to know why. This is really interesting. Why are you calling me, asking me why I should play this? We make we have song parodies about Bill Clinton, dozens of them. Nobody ever complained about that. We have song parodies about Al Gore, dozens of them. Nobody ever complained about those. Well, about there's all the... some uh, African American folks up in here in New York who are pretty offended by it. And... Well, yeah, well, wait a minute. Let me say this to you, Karen. We're not in New York. Uh huh. Okay, we don't broadcast in New York. We're on WQM in Miami. Well, and, and the fact of the matter is that unless, except for people like you and the people at uh, that right wing news. Max.com will want to make a big simus about this. If it weren't for that, they wouldn't even be aware that we exist. Neil, okay? there's some, uh, this organization that's uh, offended by it is a national organization. The but but the, fact of, the fact of the matter is we've been playing these songs for many, many, many months. We've never had one single complaint. And when interlopers like you from outside, like from Fox News or from some right-wing website, want to tell us what, I mean, for you to ask me how come you're playing that, because we want to play it. Okay, it's, Neil, it, but what, what's the value comedy. in it? What it's, is it? What is it? What does it do for you? It's what is it called, for audience? It's called comedy. That's what it's called. You have a sense of humor. Do you think it's funny to call uh, to call Condoleezza right? In in, 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 in addition, in well, Harry Belafonte called her the House Negro. Okay, so we'll call her whatever we but, want. But this is a little bit different. I mean, he no, no, was, it's not he the, was it's, taking issue with It's not the policy. least bit different. She is the House Negro. See, you people at Fox may not understand this. Not everybody in the world is a right winger like Rupert Murdoch. There actually are those of us who are progressive or moderate, liberal, whatever we are, who also have the right to speak to express whatever the hell we want. So, so you, w repeat again what you just said for me there. You think she is a what? She's the House Negro. Uh-huh. And yeah. you don't find anything wrong with that? What, what do you mean wrong with that? It's a fact. That's my opinion. Am I entitled to my opinion? Uh -huh. you're, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. And that's, but, you know, and that, and that's some basic, folks are wondering and that's why basically, you guys, That's you basically what Harry Belafonte said as well. And it's obvious. This is why nobody returned your calls. Uh, Heather, or whatever your name is, because uh -huh. we knew that you were trying to stir up a bunch of crap and take something out of context. When I asked you, did, I don't think did, there's anything being taken you, out of context. Did you here. listen? Did you listen? See, we're not. You we're guys not, have been playing. We're not doing the Bill O'Reilly show, okay? Funny. It's my show, and I'm not going to have you scream over me or try to out talk me, okay? It's not going to work. Okay, uh, you know, I, I asked you in the beginning of the conversation, which I was very calm, and I asked you, did you hear me explain the origin of that song, the restitution song? The fact of the matter is, and I don't know, I'm sure he must have been on your channel, Randall Kennedy, the black author who wrote the book Nigger, The Strange Career of a Troublesome Word. Not that I'm aware of. Well, he was certainly on CNN. He was on MSNBC. Maybe he wasn't on Fox because he wasn't, I, I don't know, maybe he just didn't, weren't aware of it. Well, I've got a question for are, you. Are you, you aware of that book? You portray yourself to be this sort of liberal voice, but yet you're... Ma'am, I don't portray, I don't put labels on me. I'm, I'm, for example... Okay, what do you, what would when you call yourself to, then, politically? I call myself a human being. You see, you people on Fox, it's this old liberal and a conservative. That stuff went out with high-button shoes, okay? No, hold on a second. I'm Here's a thinking, living, and breathing human being. Be, in addition, in addition to which, why do I have to, in Miami, Florida, answer to some assholes in New York on Fox News how I do my show? What is it your business? There are a lot of people who care, and there are people in Miami they who care about this, too. Who, who are they? Well, you're calling... Who are they? Name me one person in Miami who's concerned about it. Folks we know down there, certainly. And Na I name me one. Too. Look, Name me one. It's offensive to Name lie about me a woman one. Who Name is me one. Of a very Honestly, high position I don't care, in our I don't government. Care what you say. And you're we calling don't, her. We don't like Condoleezza, okay? And have a nice day, okay? We're calling her whatever we feel like calling her. She's a public goddamn figure. And blow it out your right wing ass, and you and Bill, and by the way, O'Reilly didn't make the numbers. Zero. Condoleezza, Condoleezza.
the Chevron Moody. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart. <laughs> Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get the old fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Is you dead cause you a high-toned boot-lip Negro? too. Okay. Forgot to do that on Friday. Anyway, that's going to do it. Have a great day. Vote early and often. We got Joe Zagaki coming up next because, uh, well, he just did. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this.